welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Global Milk. Global Milk! Official sponsor of Wiggles the Clown. Global Milk, a subsidiary of Red Panther Productions. Welcome, everybody, to episode 36 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Yay! It's I our... have a staph infection. Blah! <laughs> it's our muppets heavy episode as we talk about the muppets a lot this week among other stuff how's everybody (laughs) exhausted as per usual yep josh how are you doing you know i'm i'm gonna take this opportunity uh to to open up and come clean with something uh, I have a monkey in my ass. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not it at all. Uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. For probably at least a solid month and a half, I've been struggling with some very bad depression that I feel like I'm just really starting to come out of a bit. Oh, is this like, kind of because you missed, um, missed a convention? A little bit, a little bit of that. A little bit of general world weariness. Uh, you know, watching watching shit in Texas just like spike repeatedly, yeah. Uh, and you you know, just just all the real world shit weighed me down, and uh, and the fact that yeah, just just a bunch of a bunch of shit that I don't I don't need to go into too much detail about, but uh, suffice to say, things like it's been you know a good five years since I've seen my family and some of my friends since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and that really, that really did send me into sort of a creative block, uh, which just deepened when, uh, when the assembly required stuff happened. Um, and then, and then after that, it just took me, it took me a little bit to sort of, get out of that funk and want to do anything because it was that it was that stupid stupid i mean stupid in hindsight mindset of just like why what am i doing this for i can't even go to conventions right now like i'm selling i'm selling shit through a screen uh, you know, and it it just it it took me a while to work through that and to get to the point that I was like, because I'm not doing it for other people. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, um, I'm I'm feeling pretty good the past few days. Um, I I feel like I I hit a really super low. Uh, pretty much like right before we recorded last week. And then I feel like I've almost been like on a consistent feeling almost back to normal uh, to the point that, hey, uh, you know, the past past 24 hours, I've spent a lot of time at my work desk, uh, not working on anything of my own. But it's. It's a start. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, it was the first time that like. 
from one night to the next day, like from last night to today, I woke up and I was still like, no, I want to finish that fucking eye guy. Like I'd, I could, I could walk away from it and it'd be fine, but no, no, I want to finish what I set out to do. So that's, uh, and I, I almost have, and I'm very happy with it. And I kind of feel like melting some clay. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I feel like it. So, Hey, well, you know, shit, shitty for everybody yeah. out there. And, yep. uh, it's okay to be depressed. We all get depressed. Get a case yeah. of the blahs, the Mondays. But what's important is that uh, you're coming out of it. Yeah, so. and you know, if if anyone if anyone listening to this is you know struggling in that same way, don't don't be afraid to just like say something because like I I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but there there have been a few choice people that I've been point blank with, and and that's been really helpful. So. Yeah, if you're if you're feeling like shit, don't be afraid to talk to somebody and be like, hey, I feel like shit. Absolutely. Like there's nothing you can really do, but talking talking helps. Yeah. Also, it's okay to be in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let people stigmatize that you're pissed off, depressed. It's okay. It happens to everybody. Enjoy it. Write it out. It gets better. And I mean, not for nothing, just Adulting, you know, when you, when you have like your family life, job life, and then just stuff you want to get done that can't get done because of, you know, the state of the world, first, let's say, um, it is depressing. It's, it's a pain in the ass. So, you know, just, you know, we, we all got to deal with it. It sucks. We're all, we're all there. So yeah, talk to your friends, talk to your family, just get it out there, get it out in the open. You'll feel better. And we can, uh, we can laugh about this a little bit, but I think. The the tipping point where Ruth finally like said something and was like, this is really bad. Like this is you're you're not doing good right now. Maybe maybe just like. Take a total self-care day and do nothing. Um, Was there was one night where. I don't know what I was scrolling. I, I think it was maybe on Instagram and I saw someone post that they had found new Fortnite figures from Hasbro. And I was like, oh, hey, new Fortnite figures are hitting Walmart. And she was like, you want to go? Walmart's open for another hour. You want to go? The pallets are out. You want to go look? And I'm like, no, I don't really care. Yeah. And she was like, okay, let's let's talk about this, because I haven't seen you at your work desk. You don't even, you don't want to go toy hunting. Like this is this is bad. Let's talk. Well, Josh, uh, look. It's never too late to come back to New York and visit. It's the perfect time of year. It's nice and warm. <laughs> the you know <laughs> I know that's a lie. <laughs> But uh, but no, tr- truthfully, part of the issue has been up and up until like, I think, God, like the past week, maybe week and a half. The the issue has been that like Austin has just consistently been at stage five and the places I'm going to are, you know, I can't risk bringing anything with me. Because my mom and 
my nephew were there. Yeah. And Texas is Texas. <laughs> if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna bring anything, it's gonna yeah, I'm not gonna catch it in New York and bring it back here. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Any... they're taking the masks out of schools. New York is yeah. doing so good, which is yeah, like it, no, it... unnerving as a parent. I'm sure, Mike, you're going through it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been really that's that's been making me anxious as hell for the last couple of days. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing that. It's uh, uh, <laughs> I I went to uh, to see thir- uh, the Prowler at Thursday Night Terrors this week, mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I I wore my mask, and there was just so many people not wearing masks, and I was like, I know we don't have to anymore. I get it. I totally understand. But considering we just saw a massive spike at the hospital not a month ago, I'm not comfortable yet. Yeah. When is Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, not till May. May, all right. So, because Toxic Avenger is next, and then uh, The Intruder is after okay. that. So, yeah. Uh, I do have to say this, just side note, uh, the Prowler on the big screen with a crowd is fucking hilarious. That's good, because oh, that movie it. is fucking boring. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's never been that... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say entertaining because I am entertained by it, but it, it's it's not exciting. No. Um, I, I love the kills. I love the pool kill. The pool kill is fantastic. Um, gr- some great effects by Savini. But yeah, it, it's not the most exciting. And it's in that weird stage of horror movies in the early 80s where all of the music felt like, you know, daytime soap opera music. Yeah, it's got that like <laughs> TV movie feel with the music and like they slashers hadn't evolved to the point yet where they realized they had to be fun yeah <laughs> you know, it's like, they just had him stand at the end of a hall and but yeah and seeing again seeing it with a crowd like some of the <laughs> some of the scenes and especially at the very end where the guy shoots the prowler and they the the final girl and the guy kind of exchange this back and forth look while soft music plays. Holy crap. That scene with a crowd, I was dying. Like it's one of the funniest things I've, I've experienced in a theater in a while. Side note uh, of a side note. Yeah. Pool kill sounds like a failed name for Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was yet another Liefeld character. Should I call him pool kill? I mean, we have Deadpool. No, no, I'll, yeah. go with, I'll go with Blood Wolf instead. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen Texas Chainsaw yet? Can we talk about it? I have. I, I still haven't. All uh, right. We watched, we watched uh, I, I left it up to Ruth the other night, and it was between uh, Texas Chainsaw and The Kingsman. Uh, you made the right choice. And we watched The Kingsman, and uh, what a what a fucking ride that was. <laughs> um, you know we've I, all watched. All right, Mike, have you watched The Kingsman yet, or are, are I, you going to? I I haven't, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. I I did give him the uh, essentially like if if there is no other reason to watch it, it's Rasputin. watching watching Rasputin go down on Rafe Fine's leg scar like it's a pussy. Yeah. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert. 
they play Rasputin, he's kind of a secondary villain in the movie. The trailers kind of play him up as the big bad, but he's sort of like the odd job or Jaws. And he's like super sexual, super pie. <laughs> and there's a whole <laughs> sequence in the middle of the movie where he tries, like he does, he fixes Ray finds his leg via leg cunnilingus blowjob something <laughs> and then there's a long dance fight <laughs> it's just so cool it's, and, it's kind of like oh Kingsman i was just gonna and say and, and, and are great and the second one it lost the fun but i love these movies i love them at that i just love him yelling out let me lick your wounds yeah. <laughs> and, and then just audibly like <laughs> it's a great movie um but you know it's even better than the kingsman What's fucking that? peacemaker oh, i love it man Holy it was so good holy shit so it's very bingeable you can watch it in a weekend because the episode it's i timed it it's six hours yep total series Spoilers. You don't want to hear about uh, Peacemaker. Turn off the podcast for like 20 minutes. But <laughs> uh, when it was over, I was like, son of a bitch. Now I need a peacekeeper, a peacekeeper figure. But I'm torn because I feel like it's a matter of time before McFarlane announces figures for the TV show. That'll be a little bit better than the peacekeeper figure that came from the Suicide Squad line. And I'm guessing it'll come with like Eagly. I yeah. want an eagly. Yeah. I want a vigilante. Yeah. I, I want to totally e- picture him doing vigilante, judo master, um, and peacemaker. I want an eagly with bendable wings that can hug peacemaker. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I want a, a goth in a jar. Yep. Uh, I want fucking silky. I would love a yes. silky. Yeah. Uh, that was totally silky. I and that set that up perfectly for fucking uh killer moth. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait. Um and, and then when you when he's done with all the figures, re-release all of them in a big box set set up to look like the opening dance the end of the opening dance sequence. Yeah. You know McFarlane will <laughs> he'll have regular versions, he'll have battle damage versions, he'll have unhelmeted regular versions, and he'll have battle damaged unhelmeted yep. versions. He may even go as far as make the, making the human like the non-costume characters, but I don't know what if you want to do the likeness. And then you also have to wonder, he'll try it. Will DC allow him to make the White Dragon? Right. Because that would be a perfect Build-A-Figure, in my opinion. And, um, you know, it, it asks the most important question of any piece of DC media from, like, the modern DC EU, which is... Do you really want it? Do you really want to taste it? That's right. <laughs> oh, that opening. That is like I the best. Do not opening. skip that opening. No. I watch it every fucking time. Same. It's the best. And, and the answer is in an unequivocal yes. You want to taste it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It made me want to have flaming hot Cheetos, which is amazing because those things are the devil. <laughs> uh, and Another great thing, because it's fucking James Gunn, every chance he gets, he's 
in the background, there's awesome horror Easter eggs or nerd Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. And my, my favorite, other than, like, the obvious video store stuff, like, all the trauma posters, like, when I saw Death by Temptation hanging on the wall, I was like, oh, my God! But was <laughs> uh, Peacemaker's drink that he makes for Edabai that has Miak in it. Yeah. And yeah. I heard that, I was like, Ernest scared stupid? Like, yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> Bet you thought I couldn't find it. And I was just like, he said, like, it's got Miak butter. It's really hard to find this time of year. I was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> like oh, dude, when that happened, I was losing it. I was laughing so hard. And like, the, oh, the show's great. I la- I think I laughed. I chuckled the loudest at the end, the cameo from Flash and Aquaman. Oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> Where he's like, you're late, fish fucker. <laughs> Flash goes, or doesn't Aquaman say, like, I hate that rumor? And then Flash is yeah. like. Well, it's not a rumor. And then he's like, fuck you, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Crack me up. Apparently that part was improv. It's so, great. The fuck you, Barry. Also, uh, did you guys hear that that was filmed by Marvel Studios? Yes. What? Yeah. As a, as a favorite of James Gunn. Uh, it was filmed by Marvel Studios. Uh, well, uh, Jason Momoa was visiting Ezra Miller on the set of Guardians 3? What? Mm-hmm. So Ezra's got a part in Guardians 3. That's sure as hell what it sounds like. And he's in the flesh. And Way to, way to cross shit over, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, what's the... Uh, God, the... I can't remember his name. The mercenary that has the butterfly inside of him. Mern. That works with them. Yeah, Mern's like one of the heavies in Guardians 3 as well. Um, Whatever. I don't care. Man, Is, James, James Gunn. Good. He's earned it. Yeah, no, and, James, James Gunn's one of those directors that he finds people he likes to work with and he keeps pulling them into other projects. Please keep doing it. Absolutely. I And I feel like with Peacemaker... Finally, because Marvel's had a, like a stranglehold on everything for the longest time, I feel like DC is getting TV better. Yeah. Yes. But they have to follow it up with more good stuff. I really, really like Doom Patrol. But it's such a niche show. Peacemaker, I think, is like hits a lot. It can reach a lot of people. Yeah. And if they keep like not handcuffing and just let them do vertigo R-rated crazy shit. They're golden. And oh, absolutely. I, well, I personally loved Suicide Squad. I get why a general audience wouldn't. Mhm. I don't Whereas, think Suicide Squad is nearly as good as Peacemaker. I feel like after Suicide Squad, they let they just totally let James Gunn off the leash, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the problem with Suicide Squad is that he told too much story. If this was a six-part HBO series, or eight-part, eight episodes, it would have been amazing. Because we would have gotten to know every character. Everything would have been fleshed out. I would have loved it. So there's a lot that I absolutely loved about the Suicide Squad uh, film. Like, I love the the misdirection in the opening. Where it's like, you get the team and... (laughs) goes so wrong so quickly and that i thought was fantastic the the all the stuff with starro was, was fantastic i love king shark 
Oh Stallone god, he was good. Yeah, you know, I was oh, honestly surprised we didn't get any Suicide Squad characters coming back in. Maybe I'm guessing next season would be perfect for it. Yeah, but I was thinking like, all right, maybe you can't get Harley Quinn because she's busy as an actress. Maybe you can't get uh, Kill Sport again because he's busy. But like, is Ratcatcher doing anything? Right. You know, is Sylvester Stallone? Does he have 20 minutes to voice a mocap King Shark? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would Oh dear God, I would love season two to be like buddy comedy with King Shark. <laughs> or Weasel. They mentioned the Weasel. Yep. You know, and, so And he lived. Yeah. yeah. Have fun with it. I'm sure that like James Gunn has plans. I don't just do whatever you're gonna do. I'm there. Yeah. You got my money. I'm sold. Um I'm happy I didn't sell my vigilante figure from Mattel. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it, like they translate that look, which is so dated, perfectly oh. into a costume. Yeah, and I uh, love the weird direction they go with it. Oh yeah, because he's just an absolute fucking crazy person. Right, <laughs> which is such a it's such a weird like it, it's such a weird take on the character because like yeah he is a crazy person in the comics, but it's always done so serious and like grim and gritty. And then to just have it be like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I, loved, I it. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, it took me aback when he first, like when his character first started coming out, I was like, wait, this is a really weird take on, on the vigilante. And by like the next scene, I was like, I love it though. <laughs> so... Yeah. And I love how he's clearly gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love how, crack me up. how clueless he is. Like when, when he realizes that, Peacemaker isn't doing facial exercises. He's crying. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, comforting, slight yeah. touch. <laughs> like, that had me crying. I was laughing so hard. Pet, pet, pet. <laughs> oh, such a good show. Yeah. So, Peacemaker. Bravo, DC. Watch yes. it. It's great. I hope the Penguin show is as good. I don't know how. But I hope. And I wish that Teen Titans was that good. I still haven't I watched wish, that. I wish they continued Swamp Thing. But oh, man, it. they should have continued Swamp Thing. Um, um, but, but, but still, I got a text message from Heartcrate. They got a grant. And let me triple check. I might have mentioned this last week. No, I didn't. But, but, but we're opening back up to some more organizations. They received a grant and they're kicking things back up again in March. So maybe I'll have some news. Maybe I won't. Um, if not, the giveaways are going to be super cool. Full of all kinds of things <laughs> that eight-year-old boys love to have. Um, oh, boy. Yay. We're all eight-year-old boys deep down inside. We've talked about Peacemaker. Show and tell, guys. Mike, from me and Josh, let me tell you, the minute you see iGuy, stop what you're doing and buy iGuy. <laughs> yeah. He is an, a work of art, an amazing, fun to play with toy. And he's even better once you paint him. Honestly. Yeah, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, seeing what Josh did with it, I'm really impressed with that sculpt. The joints are tight and smooth. He has a movable eyeball for a head that can <laughs> blink. Uh, the only thing I wish they did, it didn't have to happen. The old toy from 
Bandai, I think, which was imported from Japan, had eyeballs in his tits that came out on strings and would zip back in like Swamp Thing. Oh, I love that feature. Which was hilarious. But it's a giant eyeball monster, which, practically speaking, you know, he's going to fight the Power Rangers in like a dirty city or a desert. He's just going to be like in pain constantly. (laughs) Um, The figure has contact lenses in that you pop out and you can put an energy effect on which is something you don't really realize until you get it. He's got this cool floating eyeball accessory. Like, what's that to like? Yeah. Now, I think the... uh, I think the thing that I I love the most about it is as soon as I got it, I I really debated. I was like, do do I want to paint it? Like, he's just cool. Like, I don't... I don't need to paint him. He's. Ah, fuck it. I'll paint him. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad to the point where you're like, this needs paint. He's good. Like, out of the box, he looks fine on a shelf. Like, he's got enough going on that you're not going to be like, oh, man, all those squinting eyes on his back. They should have painted him. No. It's no, I, I, I was surprised at how, like, how much I didn't care at the la- that there was that lack of paint out of the box. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's just like the pumpkin uh wrapper figure missing some paint, but there's so much other stuff going on, you don't care. And let me tell you, I have a special love for the accessory um because I know, you know, I know it's a eye guy before he forms into eye guy. Mhm. But it also in that like in that single eye form looks a lot like the Aquabats villain, the floating eye of death. Oh, Ooh. nice. I'm sending you the picture. Cause, uh, cause yeah, he yes. like, as soon as I pulled it out, I was like, it's the floating eye of death. Well, yeah. this just made this toy 10 times cooler. Oh, Aquabats, you don't get enough love. They really don't. Yep. Um. So yeah, I got I guy came in the mail today. Uh, I had GameStop a five dollar GameStop credit that I had to use or lose, so I picked up the last figure for the build a figure wave for Eternals. So I got Druig. All I need is the Angelina Jolie Target exclusive that I'm just gonna keep waiting until it goes on clearance and pick it up. Um. For some odd reason, with no warning in the mail today, I got a Madballs poster from premium dna toys like an artist proof in a tube of hornhead this nice like 11 by 17 poster so it's like pretty awesome yeah like i didn't ask for this thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's super cool um you know really nice of you premium dna like you're at least you're trying to kind of improve your your outlook on you know like how fans perceive you because you're ripping them off constantly with all of your your sketchy dealings with uh the toy store end of things the only other thing that i got that's worth mentioning i found some of the not jazz whereas the guys who make the fun tiny batman figures for kids jesus H. christ why can i never remember this spin company? masters spin masters two-pack of batman versus bane and it's like a batman snowmobile and it comes with a bunch of weapons for five bucks Oh, yeah, I've almost bought that pack a few times, actually. <laughs> so last week, Mike, I was going from Amherst to Niagara Falls. So I took Niagara Falls Boulevard instead of taking the parkway up. 
because I don't mm-hmm. want to pay that dollar for the toll. And I stopped at North Tonawanda's Walmart just for the hell of it, and they had it five bucks on clearance. Uh, the bigger guys, I've noticed this, and I, I don't have one in hand until now. They don't have knee joints. Yeah. So like, I don't think Killer Croc has it, and I don't think Manbat has one. Yeah. Um, I, neither of them do. But he's still just Bane is his big bruiser for two fifty, or even less if you want to factor in the snowmobile that I'll never use and all the the weapons that I don't care about. And Batman, it's just fun to have a Batman to fiddle with. And the only complaint about these Batman figures is they have some sort of weird shower curtain material for capes. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel yeah. like it's just going to fall right off. Um, but I love the fact that for a really good price, you get good guy, bad guy, and accessories. Yep. So you can't complain. Or like a Batman and a Robin. But like it's a perfect instant gift. Like, what do we get, Junior? We got to go to his party. Oh, here we go. Batman and a bad guy. Mm-hmm. At that time, Batman had a snowmobile. Remember that? Sure, whatever. You know <laughs> I, mean, what I mean, he has bat shark repellent, so you know. Yeah, it's, it's Batman loves his things with wheels. Um, Mike, what about you? Getting fun? Uh, I only got a couple things. I found the Masterverse uh, Stinkor, which is a really fun figure. Like I, I know Josh got him a while ago, but I, I gotta say he's. He's just really fun to to play around with. Um, one of the better Masterverse figures, in my opinion. Uh, I love the alternate head with the gas mask. Um, the stoned head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, it's it's a really cool figure. And it's one of the few figures I have that has a shield accessory that fits perfectly without falling off and without being a pain in the ass to put on or remove. Yeah, just, you know, his works really well. It really does. Like the 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 gripping, um, like the the part he would hold on to, it's fitted in such a way where you can slide the hand underneath it with no problem, and it kind of clips right into place and then stays like perfectly held. And I I love that. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. If you don't have a a good uh, like if you don't have the classics Thinkor, get this one. Uh, then I found the studio series. What is it? The the Bumblebee wave of Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the the number they assigned to that, but the studio series. I found Ravage and Shockwave. So uh, Ravage, <clears throat> he's he's a cool little cool little Ravage. He just transforms into a box, <laughs> which is really weird. Um, and it's kind of a pain in the ass because it's like it's simple, but it's unnecessarily complicated. Like, once you know the transformation, it's very simple to do. But all of the tapes have always just been, like, super easy transformations. This one, there's, like, there's at least one clip that I'm like, okay, that just seems unnecessary. Like, why did they why did they put it like this? Where if you don't know how to release it, you could bend it the wrong way and it feels like you could break it. Um, yeah, it, it just, it felt like, because they're like, oh, it's Studio Series, we have to have an extra step or two in here. Um, which was just, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. It's, it's easy once you know the transformation, but he doesn't sit very flush inside of Soundwave, And like I double and triple check to make sure I had the transformation 100% complete and he fits in, but the way Soundwave, uh, the way sound, this sound wave is set up is he has that back panel. I showed you guys where you can open up not only his chest, but his back. And yeah. apparently that's so you can <laughs> kind of poke the ravage out of his chest because he fits so damn snug. But when you put him in there, that back panel unhinges. 
So it's very slight, but you can see if you're looking at him from from like a profile view, you can see that his back is now popped open slightly. And so it's instead, really freaking annoying. Instead of fixing Ravage and making yeah. him smaller, or fixing Soundwave and giving him a bigger chest cavity, they just engineered another part so Ravage doesn't fit in there properly. Right. <laughs> and that that's a pain in the ass, especially because of how cool that Soundwave is. Um, but then I got to say this shockwave, I can't stop playing with them. Like this is one of my favorite uh, little mini three and three fourth inch transformers that I've got. He's uh, he's just <laughs> he's really fun. He's a really good shock. I love the head on that shockwave. Yeah, me too. Like he's just a really fun little robot. And one thing I, I found really cool is the side cannons from Ravage um, because you can't have them on when you pop them in Soundwave's chest. So I was looking for a place to store them. And the pegs are just long enough that you can put one in the top of uh, Shockwave's hand and one in the bottom. So it looks like he has like a double sided blaster. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I've been I've been basically leaving him armed with Ravage's accessories. That's fun. But yeah, that's all I got this week. Some uh, found some ones I was really looking for for a while. So I'm, I'm happy I found those. And Josh. Uh, I got I guy. Which uh, we already raved about. Yeah. And uh, I I really can't add anything other than uh, I did take the time to uh, give mine some paint. I'm not quite done with him. I just want to add in some some irises on some of the bigger eyes. But uh, I I freaking love him. He's just fun. And the only other thing I got was uh, completely on a whim. It was a Ross find. It was the uh, Jazzwares six inch Fortnite P one thousand banana bot. <laughs> it's so freaking weird and I love it so much. It's like a banana robot with uh interchangeable capsules for the head that's like a ban- a blended banana drink. <laughs> <laughs> because all that's left of the original banana is just like stored in a cup in the head of this robot. (laughs) And like the robot, my intention of getting it was to have like a cool big mech body that you, that I could put like three, three, fourth inch head into the head section of. (laughs) So I could just be like, yeah, it's got damaged beyond repair. And now he's a cyborg with a giant weird mech body. Cause they're like, if you take the big, banana logo off of the front of the robot there's nothing specifically banana-ish about it other than it being yellow which Mm -hmm. just kind of makes it look like some sort of weird construction mech right um but it's it's just so freaking weird especially with like the different expressions it has where one one of the extra heads it comes with is a a glass with the expression that's clearly been shaken up because all of the, like the eye and mouth and eyebrows are all out of place. <laughs> um, and, and it's just, uh, I gotta say it's, it's one of the more limited articulation, uh, Jazzware six inch figures that I've handled and it benefits from it. Uh, some of the articulation points that they cut out really, really add some stabilization. Nice. Uh, so, you know, that 
not that I have any problems with the six inch kit, but I feel like it is slightly more stable than the six inch kit. Okay, cool. Uh, if you if you see it on discount and you want a weird big robot, I can recommend it. Okay. I uh, you can never say no to big robots. Yeah. Especially when they get like kind of weird. Yeah. It's like absolutely. wait what wait what that robot used to be a banana. <laughs> yeah yeah okay. It's kind of funny oh. how. <laughs> oh yeah, and the cape that it comes with is like clearly a piece of like the dried banana peel. I love how Peely has become like the unofficial mascot for Fortnite somehow. Yeah, it just cracks me up. <laughs> um, something I, I guess would be show and tell. I have been fiddling with my 3D printer again. I showed you guys that picture. I printed a trioxin barrel. Yes. So there's this guy who just. A lot of these people who do these 3D uh, prints are from other countries. They don't have, like, English isn't their language. Um, so I really couldn't communicate with them that well. Had, like, thank him. But I tipped him. It was free. He made a 3D, three and three-quarter scale trioxin barrel with the print on it. I just have to give it a nice quick white wash to kind of bring it out. But, Josh, your tar man fits in it perfectly. Nice. That's so, so cool. No more going to like the dollar store and buying like a just generic barrel that has slime candy in it or something. This is like a legitimate 3D printed barrel. So if you're listening to this and you have Josh's Tarman figures, granted that might be hard because I have like nine of them and I think Mike has ten. I don't know how <laughs> many Josh made. Um, now you'd have a trioxin barrel to put your Tarman in, put a little slime on it, a little garnish, make it even more fun. Um, Mike, if you want one, I'll print one up, drop it off next time I drop stuff off to you. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love um, that. This also comes with, like, a little Tarman insert you can put into the top of the barrel and glue it down if you just want that, like, he's coming out of the slime. It's not him sleeping, um, mm. but it's just, like, a little Tarman you can kind of glue on top and paint it. It's a lot of fun, but really, you want it for the barrel. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty sweet. You just need, like, somebody to slap the side of it typical that's... army fuck up you know <laughs> that's so cool um so as i mentioned this week is a heavy muppets week the reason behind that is because the muppets are awesome we love the muppets we have been wanting to get to this for a long time jim henson is a legend god among men that doesn't get enough credit for what he did for the world of nerds especially if you're a kid from the 80s, but even now, because the Muppets haven't gone anywhere. Uh, they're still growing strong, and it's all because of Jim Henson. But uh, because of that, we have some funny behind-the-scenes stuff from the Muppets themselves uh, that I've kind of found Easter eggs on DVDs, dark corners of YouTube, things like that. So sit back, relax, enjoy them, and we will be right back with the news. Hello, Kermit the Frog here, and I'd like to take you on a tour with me through Muppet Studios. So why don't you sit back, relax, and spend the next half hour enjoying this journey with me on a tour through our studio. Um, okay, Chief. So I think, uh, if you could just, uh, give it a little bit more energy, uh, 
maybe 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 step it up a bit <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> i mean uh if if you're going to if you're going to give me direction here why don't you uh why don't you just tell me how you want it done uh sorry about that chief no uh it 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 just uh uh, it, it, it's fine. I just I thought maybe you could be a, a bit more a bit more upbeat. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, clearly you know a lot about direction. No, chief. I'm just an audio tech. Oh, wonderful. So, uh, clearly you know what you want from this, right? Uh, really it's 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 fine chief if we if we could just get another take please mm, no no really i want you to take the script read it through and read it exactly how you want me to fucking read it okay mm? how about that because clearly you know what you want from this hell why don't you come here into the booth get behind me and shove your hand up my ass if you clearly know what you want from this take. Clearly you know better than me, Mr. Audio Tech. Why don't you tell me how to do it, hmm? Really, Chief, it, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I bet you're sorry. I bet you're sorry. I'll show you sorry. Now take the script and read it exactly how you want me to fucking perform it. <laughs> I was afraid to come back. I'm like, is there more? <laughs> oh. Oh shit. Orson Welles. I love Orson Welles. <sighs> oh, that was that was William Shatner. Yeah. Oh shit, you're right. I'm thinking of the gonk. Um <sighs> Oh, oh the funny. fear in that audio text voice. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shatner. All right, guys. News time. I kind of, we've got late breaking news. It's a Monday. I write the notes on Sunday night. Little tidbits to go drop in your fishbowl to feed you that's a horrible analogy there is a transformers bot bot cartoon coming out on netflix kind of in the gumball vein of little funny short transformer things with the bot bots which hopefully means the bot bots are coming back there are going to be studio series transformers bumblebee figures for rc Ironhide, I think those are the two new ones that I've seen. And I like the design of these guys. I don't know about you guys. Um, I need to buy some. I know the transformations are kind of finicky, but I think they look really sweet as robots. Hmm. I, I like Ironhide. I am not a fan of RC. Um, it's hard to make motorcycles. Transformers has problems with that. Um, if she's on sale, I might buy her. I don't know, you know. Yeah, um, anything anything less than, than Rekgar levels of perfection with a motorcycle now, I'm like, eh. Don't want it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see here. We've got some late-dropping McFarlane news, and it's all anime-related mostly. So 
There are figures for the Seven Deadly Sins, more My Hero Academia. You're getting Overhaul and Hawks. No idea who those are. Legends of Box Machina. Again, no idea. There's more Disney Mirrorverse figures, even though the other first series are on clearance already. They got more coming. I think people don't like the fact that these are like weird takes on classic designs of Disney characters. Like, you just want Jack Sparrow. You don't want Jack Sparrow with a skeleton arm. Yeah. So yeah. this is uh, Melissa Fint and Captain Hook. Captain Hook looks like Captain Hook. Melissa Fint's kind of a, a drastic over-design. There are two new Warhammer 40Ks that they've revealed. And it's the Chaos Space Marine and the Dark Angels Assart, Assault Intercessor Sergeant. Not sure who those are, Mike. But they I will look be cool. getting I will be getting the Chaos Marine. Uh McFarlane is doing Black Adam figures to the surprise of nobody. Let's see if there's any other news that I have missed. There is a new He-Man pack, a two-pack coming out for the animated Masters Universe that features a repainted He-Man. Repainted Skeletor with a cool Uzi green arm and an Uzi Havoc staff. And this really cool looking flying drone from the show. Um, it's a Walmart exclusive. I will be getting it because I love me some clear green plastic. Um, let's see here. We have from McFarlane, Earth-22 infected Batman. I don't know what's going on with this. It's Batman. He's infected. There's Duke Thomas Batman, which is like an armored Batman. A new character called Ghostmaker, who this is the first time I've heard of him. Um, he is this weird helmeted ninja. Not sure what to make of it. He looks cool. He kind of has this like moth ninja look. Uh, parachute pants. Yeah. From Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I don't mention statues usually, but from first four figures are doing death. And it looks sweet. Anything Symphony of the Night, especially death, who's got a great design in the game. Uh Kind of piques my interest. I can't afford it, but it's cool. McFarlane is doing an Arkham Asylum Killer Croc figure as a like bigger style. Also very cool. Man Bat um, looks cool. I'm kind of weary of it because his wings don't fold out, and it's a giant figure from McFarlane. So there could be problems with like quality. Actually, no, wait. It does look like his wings fold out. I'm looking at a back profile of the figure so there's something going on yeah it's not perfect but you can kind of like bend him at the elbow and he's got a almost flying look about him they're making the joker dragon as a deluxe figure and this is from batman ninja i believe and it's a giant flying joker penis <laughs> looks pretty funny uh boss fight studios has continued to announce stuff that they've got licensed for and next up is strawberry shortcake that's cool if you're from the 80s i guess hey unless they are doing a bitch pudding i don't care yeah or <laughs> the plum guy or who's the villain i don't fucking know whatever strawberry shortcake i was too cool for strawberry shortcake um but bitch she smelled pudding. delicious Kablam. <laughs> <laughs> i love bitch pudding is that another um, robot chicken? Robot chicken. Yeah. Okay. McFarlane is, he's announced that his next Kickstarter figure, much like Spawn, is going to be medieval Spawn. I yep. feel like this is just Todd tricking people at this point because he's selling action figures like crazy. He doesn't need to kickstart anything. 
but he's going to do it with medieval spawn and we're going to overpay for a fucking figure. Um, hey, if I've he does some... it with a uh, future spawn, I'm all over it. See, but I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't think it, it's an overpay because think about what the last one was. It was what, like 50 bucks? Wasn't it for the, for the regular figure? Uh, God. I, I want to say it was like I want to say it was fifty or sixty bucks, but but look at it this way: you got a seven-inch spawn with a huge cape, buttloads of accessories, and as the Kickstarter went on, he was adding like all those pack-ins, the signed comic, like it was just it was pack-ins galore for this for a little bit more than you're going to pay for one of the regular deluxe figures, plus all the extra paint apps. So the way I'm looking at it is like if you want like the ultimate. Uh, medieval spawn figure you know if like if you care that much about the character it already looks like he's talking you know like swappable armor pieces a cloth cape a bunch of weapons you know the paint on those weapons look gorgeous and that's just the stuff that they've revealed so i mean hey i'm probably gonna get it <laughs> i'm i'm cautiously optimistic because i had such an abusive relationship with mcfarland the first go-round I'm kind of wary this time around. Gotcha. Especially with quality issues that he's had that have been like plaguing his his figures as of late. See, I've been lucky. I haven't encountered any, thankfully. Yeah, um, I haven't either. But I've, you know, I'm also we're also pickier with what we grab from him. Yeah, Absolutely. I haven't bought a ton. And like I said, I'm on the lookout for a um, peacemaker. But I just feel like there's going to be something. Again, from with the show being so popular, it's just a matter of time when McFarlane is going to be back with more product. Uh, NECA, not wasting any time, has the last Ronin with his shirt off. Shirt on, shirt off, different accessories, same price. They, McFarlane has re-released the Spawn Garbage Throne with a new Spawn that's articulated to sit on it. Um, so if you had the previous Deluxe Spawn that came with a throne of garbage and bones and skulls, same throne. This is a newer articulated figure that can sit on it, but he doesn't have a cape. The cape is like a snap-on accessory that's not complete. Uh, yeah, it's more of a display like. piece. It's it's weird. Uh, new figures announced and shown off for Spawn, Ninja Spawn, Haunt. Who? No idea who Haunt is. Mike, who's Haunt? I was a. It was a little comic book that he did with Kirkman. Um, I don't know if it eventually tied in with the Spawn universe. I only read like the first couple of issues. But yeah, it's like a, a guy who I want to say he has like some kind of ghost powers. It's it's weird. It's been years since I read it. Um, yeah, that it sounds like McFarlane. Yeah, it okay. Really, it was yeah. Well, it was Kirk, Kirkman that wrote it, and then McFarlane was just like, I guess he did some of the designs, like the covers. I think I don't remember if he drew an issue. I feel like Greg Capullo did the rest of the art. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't that impressive. The the character looks cool. But that's about it. Very spawn looking. Not spawn. Uh Venom. Same yeah. thing. Um, yeah, very imagey. Uh they showed off the new deluxe overkill. Who Mike, what's your opinion? Uh I feel like he's missing a lot of paint. Missing a lot of paint and like a lot of accessories, like if, shoulder pads. If you zoom in real close, his face looks beautifully painted. Yeah. Everything else looks like they skipped paint yeah it's you know what it is is that his armor needs a wash the 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 like the teal armor 
if it had like a bit of like a gunmetal brush or like, you know, hell, even a, a, a black wash on it, I feel like it would pop because because right now the, the metal parts look really cool. But then the the weird like teal armor just it almost looks like cheap plastic on top of it. And the sculpt is gorgeous. So it's like if they just had a little bit to bring that sculpt out, I would love it because I've loved all the overkill figures. Same. I kind of want the ability to rip his head off again. Man, I yeah. really hope that's like a secret feature. <laughs> <laughs> if they got that, I'm happy. Um, I'll probably get him. I mean, I, I'm looking at the sculpt again. The sculpt really is gorgeous. Yes. Um, I hope Tremor turns out okay. Yeah. And he's got like, it's so, it fits the aesthetic of McFarland, but the armor that like, overlaps the actual thing that it's on so he's got these big arm clips that go way past the arm it looks like they're a 90s plug-in iron man toy feature Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's fine it's just bizarre uh i feel like todd just threw everything at the wall with this he he was like yeah whatever he's doing his best used car salesman pitch right now um (laughs) super seven ultimates disney wave three you get stitch would be the heavy hitter in this wave the queen of hearts the big bad wolf and the dancing crocodile from i believe fantasia i like these i like the concept of them i'm not a big disney person so i won't be getting them having said that stitch is cool i like stitch if you're a disney person i feel like these are must-haves because ultimates usually are pretty close to flawless figures for your price there is going to be a collaboration between Transformers and G.I. Joe for his tank Megatron. He is expensive. And if you look at closer pictures, the Transformers kind of cheap. Um, what are your opinions on this, guys? I like that they're finally doing it, but it's really clear that they've cut a lot of corners. It looks like it should be 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. If it were 40 bucks, I'd be all over it. It's, I can't justice the justice justify the hundred dollar price point that this is going to be, and like I'm looking at Megatron in robot mode right now on TFW 2005, everything is hollow. Mm-hmm. Yep, Which hollow cannon, all that sucks. Um, I like that Baroness can ride in his back. That's really cool, but yeah. like for all the corners you cut for an IP that you own. Shouldn't be paying this much money. It bothers me because it's something that I've wanted forever. I think every G.I. Joe and Transformers fan has wanted it forever. Yep. And to finally get it and have it be that costly and see that many corners cut. Like, and I understand if you look at the, the size of Megatron, he's roughly the leader class size. So it's like, okay, you know. I get why where they're coming from, but I will say that the the two leader class or no three leader class figures I have, the paint and accessories are insane. Um, like that jet fire is amazing. His accessories are amazing. The figures, the paint, the sculpt. Oh, the he's, he's a commander though. Oh, he's a command. I'm sorry, commander class. Not not what did I say leader class. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. He's he's about the same size as a commander class, isn't he? He looks pretty big. Yeah, like he definitely looks like he probably is. I would say he looks like at least like oh, like a 10-inch, 12-inch figure. Um, 
but yeah, like I mean, we I have him, I have Skylinks, and I have uh, the Rodimus Prime. Um, Rodimus. Now we we complained about him, but overall, it's a solid figure. To see this kind of in the same boat, I feel like we're paying an extra thirty bucks for that carded Baroness figure, and it's Which like is yeah. bullshit. Exactly. That's like that really is terrible. Like I, I get it. Oh, you know, there's a lot of tra- or a lot of uh, GI Joe fans who collect, you know, figures on card. But come on, it's a pack in for a transformer. Like the whole reason she's there is to ride in the frickin' his tank. You're meant to open her up, right? So we don't need an expensive retro card back. Exactly. So get rid of the card back. Hell, get rid of, like, the fancy packaging. Like, save some money where you can. $90 is too much. And I want it. I do. I want it just because they finally did it. But I don't think I'll own it. No. They're... We're going to get into it right now. So, big Hasbro G.I. Joe panel. And they announced that there is another price increase. So, Mm -hmm. the figures aren't... $19.99. $19.99. They're not $22.99. They're $25 and up. Yep. Um, which is for the reveals that they showed, they have gone away from the modern reimagination, reimagining of these characters to straight up, these are just bigger versions of the characters you bought already. There's nothing new about them. And now you're expected to pay more and you're getting less. They're not loaded with accessories. You're going to get a gun and a knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're extremely lazy, and uh, I don't know. Like they expect you to pay a hundred dollars for a three pack of Vipers, a figure that's already come out and they're just being repainted. Yeah, which is a joke. That's thirty plus a fucking figure. Um, and if you're getting these from uh, Hasbro Pulse, you're paying their ridiculous shipping. If you wanted the Hasbro Pulse membership, it's like eighty bucks a year. For free shipping. It, there's no value in it at all. Um, having said that, they showed off the twins, Tomax, and I see Zemont. I don't know how to pronounce the other one. Zomat. Oh, Tom, I always say Tomax and Zemont. Yeah. One with the scar, one without the scar. These are straight up nothing new about them. They are just six-inch versions of your classic Tomax Zemont figures with their crazy armor. Um yeah. I was expecting something a little new. It's not there. Uh, I'll be getting them. I like the characters. Uh, Stalker, who is of the new characters they've shown, he has a redesign. He looks modern. He's got, like, a cool torn scarf, new gun. You can pull the clips in and out. So, like, I kind of like that style of G.I. Joe character where it's faithful to the original, but they've been brought into 2022. Yep. See, the only one that really works for me... I'm sure you, I'll give you three guesses. Guess who I'm <laughs> going to announce next? Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> yep. A character who does not need to be modernized because he was so batshit crazy in the 80s. Just keep him exactly the way he is and he stays fun. Yes. So they showed up look, Dr. Mindbender. He's not an exclusive. He looks perfect. He looks great. Yeah. Yes. He is probably the only one out of the, the reveals that I will be purchasing. Um, like I said, uh, I think it was a previous episode, either either last episode or the episode before we were talking about uh, some of the, the upcoming stuff. I've kind of fallen out of the, the G.I. Joe classified. I like them. I got the ones I wanted. Um, 
I pre-ordered Crockmaster and Storm Shadow, so I'll be getting those. But I think after that, I'm pretty much out, except for the occasional figure here and there. I like Galobulus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- there are going to be certain, like, if they do Night Viper, because Night Viper is my all-time favorite G.I. Joe. If they do him, I will get him. There's a handful like that. Globulus, absolutely, I would get. Honestly, any of the Cobra Live. You do uh, the Royal uh, the Royal Guard or the Nemesis Enforcer, I will be all over those. Um, hell, even if it's the $100 three-pack, like, I'll still buy it. Don't um, say that out loud, man. <laughs> well, God I figure... Damn it. I figure you just glo- cursed us. But Globulus is going to have, like, a whole different body articulation, and you figure Nemesis Enforcer has to have the bat wings. Yeah, so, that's true. There's going to be Globulus doesn't come with his weird walnut that he rides around in. I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) Yeah, but did he ever have that in the toys? No, but I can picture them. If you want me to pay $100, I need some extras. Anyways. But no, I um, I, there's a handful of figures that I would absolutely get that are just, you know, nostalgic to me, like important characters to me. But I just can't justify continuing to buy these figures, especially with how much, and, I, and I've been on record saying it, how much I hate the articulation. Yeah, I, I would much rather have Power Rangers articulation on these guys. I'd be happy with that. I love the Power Rangers articulation. I think it's perfect. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Power Rangers, essentially the same style of figure. Yeah. Same amount of parts. Yep. But cheaper. Yep. Why? Because Baffling. reasons. Hasbro. This got a Hasbro. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Other characters they showed off, other than Mindbender, which I feel like we're all going to just get the second we see him because it's Dr. Mindbender. Yeah. Um, Kamakura, who is from the second run of G.I. Joe, and he is the Snake Eyes Apprentice character. Yeah. I feel like the reason they made this character is because they're going to repaint that body a hundred times as a ninja. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Just my guess, but he's a fun green ninja. Uh, Tiger Force, see, Bazooka. I, I just have to, Susie, this is for you. Kamakura, Kamakura, Kamakamelia <laughs> from G.I. Joe. What do you know? Okay, that's all. <laughs> that that was amazing. <laughs> um, Perfect. <laughs> target exclusives this year are Python Patrol and Tiger Force. So yeah. you get Bazooka and Rikondo. In Tiger or Tiger Force paint jobs, I'm excited about this a little bit because I never had regular bazooka. I had Tiger Force bazooka as a kid, and I love the character. This is something I was going to bring up. I went to go. They announced all these, and I was like, "I'll get these on pre-order." Or go to his big bad toy store, and they're 25 bucks. I decided to just. I'm not going to pre-order these, and I'll take my chances at Target because you'll get points if you're a Target. Uh, circle member and or if you have the credit card you get five percent off so it is a little cheaper but i don't want them that bad i'll take my chances and find them at retail yeah sorry and i won't pay shipping uh something that i did they announced uh another wave of marvel legends at the new higher price point target didn't update their system so i just went and pre-ordered it at the older price point on target.com and if they have some sort of sale later and they're still in stock for pre-order and I can pre-order and get like 25% off, I'll cancel my order and just do it again. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this stuff now, it's like I'm going to have to get tricky and sneaky to kind of save some money because 
for whatever reason, these toy companies feel like they can price gouge and they're going to blame it on the economy and the cost of plastic, but I'm not buying it. They feel like they can fuck us. They feel like they can fuck us just like Star Wars. Yeah, you know what? Remember, remember, in underwear, there's no space because you're being fucked. <laughs> yep. Uh, there is a classic Python Patrol Cobra Trooper with the classic design of the Cobra Trooper. Um, which, again, I hate that design in a six-inch scale. It just looks weird. Uh, new wave, the third wave of G.I. Joe reactions. So we have Firefly, Baroness, Cobra Commander, Ninja Snake Eyes, Flint, and Roadblock. The Crimson Guard was uh, shown off in a render, and it's classic Crimson Guard. Nothing new there. Dusty, uh, I was always a fan of the character as a kid because he had a fabric thing on his helmet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Dusty. It looks like maybe he's a reimagining, but the character is so basic to begin with. I think you could. Nobody notice. Oh, no, that's, that's that's straight up old Dusty. It's, it's straight up Dusty. Maybe a new gun or something. Um, Zorana is coming out as predicted. A little new looking, but pretty much it's Zorana. I feel like because she's a dreadnought, I'm not gonna piss and moan. I'll get her when I see her. But it, uh, you know, I gotta say it does bother me only because of Zartan. Like being Zartan a new is design so, is so new design and jazzed up, like. He has his roots in classic Zartan, but I feel like Zorana needs to be updated too. Totally yeah, agree. they just, I don't know why they're like, it must be that sales are weird or something. They're just playing it safe and just giving you exactly what you wanted as a kid. It's, it's that just like new coat of paint and that thing you had already that yeah. bugs me. Like, come on, man, just fucking try a little harder. Um, there are the, Cheaper big lots style GI Joes that they've been making. Cobra Commander and Roadblock are coming out. I'm looking at pictures now. Classic Cobra Commander, the redesigned Roadblock. Again, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, let's see here. NECA officially announced to shut off pictures for Elf. Looks great. He comes with a cat sandwich, pussy sandwich. Ha ha ha. McFarlane is doing Godspeed. That is the White Flash. And it's just the flash body with the new head. We've got. I was, I was very confused for a minute because I, I like misunderstood that as as Godspell. And I was just like, what? Farland's <laughs> like, doing Godspell? Me mumbling it or when you saw the, the news online? No, no, no. When 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 you said it, but it was just because oh, yeah. like I I don't think I connected what the I ever really connected what the character's name was. Yeah. People like The Flash, uh, and there's a movie coming out. I don't blame them. Boss Fight Studios is doing a line of anamorphic dinosaurs that looks very similar to Dino Saucers. It's not Dino Saucers, the classic 80s cartoon, uh, but it's pretty damn close. And it looks fun. They look fun. I wish you could get these guys at retail. They're getting to the quality now where it's like, I would buy this if I saw it at Target. Uh, McFarlane is doing Season 7 TV Flash. more Boss Fight Studios now has Epic Hacks, which is the six-inch scale of their buck-bodied figures, and they have four skeletons coming out along with a plain skeleton. These are all super cool looking. And there's a death that's coming out, and like just skeletons in a G.I. Joe scale at an affordable price. Count me in. Absolutely. Hell 
fucking yeah i'll pay more uh the only skeleton to have in a six inch scale is a 3d printed skeleton and i'm afraid to move it so this is awesome especially death i just a cool figure of death in that scale i think is really cool um i won't be buying this but i think it's neat because i love the character sideshow is doing the man with no name from the man with no name trilogy so fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good the bad and the ugly i'm a big fan of those movies hasbro is doing some more retro collection figures these are going to be exclusive to hasbro pulse and it's dengar and ig88 Oh, I thought they were Amazon exclusives. Uh, maybe Amazon exclusives somewhere. I don't think they do that well at retail. So I guess if you don't have it, uh, I, I don't get it. Again, they're just repackaging what you had as a kid. Uh, potential lineups for upcoming He-Man waves. For Origins, a new wave featuring Mantena, Pighead, Whiplash, Digitino, Randor, and Green Trapjaw. Have all Apparently. been Apparently, Mantena is a deluxe. Sounds in line with what they're doing. I give this a lot of weight because they've already announced Pighead and Digitino. Whiplash is overdue. And King Rendor, very minimal parts. And Green Trapjaw is just a repaint. I feel like it's a way to keep Trapjaw out of retail. Um, if you missed him the first time. For the Masterverse, uh, apparently Frosta, Sunman, Battle Armor, He-Man, and Jitsu. All three of these seem a little suspect to me because they weren't in the Revelations cartoon. And there's lots of Revelations characters they can still do. Although so, apparently they are, uh, like, this was always part of the plan, was to move away from Revelations after a few waves. So Yeah. Uh, and they did already... See, the only the only reason I I think it might not be the immediate next wave coming up is because I know there's still the... Uh, barbarian he-man or uh, viking he-man and barbarian skeletal or whatever and that's yeah. part of another upcoming wave and like are these based on artwork for the origins like what are these characters based on i imagine probably just like whatever yeah yeah i mean i, I it's probably gonna be like you know just new updated versions maybe not based on any pre-existing art a uh, little from column A, a little from column B. I'm not excited by any of these characters, to be honest. Maybe Jitsu. Uh, Frosta seems like an odd choice, but okay. Good good on you. And and she's got some sort of following that we're unaware of. For She-Ra, I, yeah. Yeah, she kind of does, actually. Because I, I know just going by like my wife and a couple of my friends who were super into She-Ra, like, she, she's up there. Huh. Okay. I know, like, Catra is pretty big. Oh, like, well, yeah, because the... she was, like, the Skeletor for He-Man. Yeah. You know? Catra was, like, you know, the, the main foil. But, like, Mermista, Frosta, um, was it Spinnerella and uh, Peekabloom or whatever her name is. Those yeah. are the ones that I always hear my friends talking about and my wife talking about. Uh, don't forget Double Trouble, who had a Manny Faces gimmick. Um, you know what's funny is I think guys were more into that than, than the girls were. And what... <laughs> I Let's not forget Entrapta. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I, again, like out of the people that I talk to about it, like the, those characters never really come up that much. What about, did you guys have uh Dondra, the sar sarcastic snow witch? 
She had a snowblower accessory. Yeah. Yeah. She, she also came with like, what was it? That small container full of dust. Yeah. Yeah. Like her magic. Which dust joke. She called it her forefather. Yes. <laughs> the powder of her father's that she would blow in your eyes. She's, you know, she's not as appreciated as some of the other characters, but I loved her in the cartoon. Absolutely. She was great. Uh, right up there with Loki and uh, Lady Orko, whatever her name is. Um, good God. I'm sorry, Don. Here's your plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, because we love them so much, Todd McFarlane announced DC Page Punchers, which you get a five points of articulation three inch DC figure with a comic book for 10 bucks. Eh. Not going to lie. A guy, a, a figure, a comic, $10. Not a bad deal. I mean, yeah, but eh, I mean, if the, if the sculpt yeah. is, is great, I might grab one or two of these, but I'd much rather spend the 10 bucks on a spin masters DC figure and have like a playable little mini figure. Yep. Um, I mean, five points. I love the reaction because it's that retro design, but it's also really well done, like really well painted and sculpted. But a five points like modern sculpt. I don't know why it bugs me so much, but it does. Because Todd doesn't get it. But I mean, it bugged me when Hasbro was doing that with Star Wars as well. I'm like the modern sculpts like for the for the modern trilogy where it was like amazing sculpting, but only five points of articulation. It drove me nuts. I, ha- I hated them. Right. Yeah. Me too. But like the like when you because I, I got a Kylo Ren and a few others. And, and like you, when you look at the sculpting details, like, holy shit, they put a lot of work into this and then just gave it five cuts. Um but then you, you switch over to Hasbro Retro Collection, like, you know, the, the Star Wars retro figures, like the Mandalorian Retro, and I love those. They're, like, on the same level as Reaction to me, where I'm like, these are fun. But if you're going to go through the trouble of giving, like, a cool modern sculpt, give it some modern articulation. You know, it, they they would have benefited at least from elbow and knee bends, you know, for those Yeah, you hear that, figures. Star Wars? Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Star Wars, Josh just wanted to say, fuck you. <laughs> and not, not Star Wars as a whole, just Hasbro Star Wars toys. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, maybe Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> so, except for, um, I'm Odd Man out here, and I loved, what's her name that everybody hated? Good God Almighty. I'm bad with names, if you guys haven't figured that out. Um, Rose Tico. I didn't mind her. I, I didn't. Yeah, she didn't rub me the wrong way. I, I don't know I, why people got so upset about her. I loved that she was a new character that just wasn't recycling old Star Wars character types. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll um, give you that. That I appreciated a lot, but fans shit all over it because she was a girl. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Uh, Anyways, people are see, stupid. You, see now, even though I I am the odd man out that. Uh, it, that genuinely enjoys uh, all of the sequel movies, uh, their problems and all. I will not sit here and say they don't have the problems that everybody says they do. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do. You're right. They do. <laughs> like, whatever argument you're going to make against the movies, you're right. 
<laughs> that doesn't mean I don't enjoy them. Uh, that oh, that being said, um, you you know who I really hated in that movie? Did you see Del Toro? Uh, Admiral Useless. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral Useless that somehow doesn't know how to put a ship on autopilot, and he's like the most strategic, the most strategic admiral in all of the rebels. So much so that Le- Leia puts her in charge just so she can blow herself up. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, let's not go down that rabbit hole because we're That's here to talk most about useless, useless fucking character. But you know what? The, the fucking Muppets. But you know what? See, it all it all ties back because that movie shocked us all by giving us the return of Puppet Yoda. Which actually true. was Frank Oz bringing us true. back to the Muppets. Ha <laughs> um, Real quick though, I wanted I wanted to mention something we were talking about in the news with the GI Joe stuff, the O ring figures, the retro collection. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen the price point on these? No. Piss me off, Mike. Let me know. <laughs> so, because I I got excited. I I won't lie. I was looking at them like these are very well done. You know, O-ring retro collection figures. I might pick some up. Then I saw for the two-pack of the Cobra Officer and Cobra Trooper, which is basically the exact same fucking figure with very, very, very slight remold. Um, $41.99 for the two-pack. <laughs> what oh. the fuck? Oh, Hasbro. No. Oh, wow, Hasbro. Now, no. <laughs> If that was 20 bucks, you would have had a sale. I would have pre-ordered it because having two Cobra Troopers like, yeah, that's fun. I like that. But no, <laughs> there is no way I will purchase these ever at that price point. I'm, I Is one of them going to give me a blowjob? <laughs> I mean, I don't know really, about the Cobra Troopers, but maybe if it was, you know, like. Zartan or something. Uh, listen, all I'm saying is, if I'm spending that much money on, like, simple, like, really simple retro-style G.I. Joe figures that they've been making for that long, Snake uh-huh. Eyes better lip, uh, lift up his fucking mask and pucker up. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's obscene. That's it, obscene. It really is. And, and again, especially when, and I know inflation, I get it, all that. But just freaking five years ago, well, no, about six years ago at this point, the the G.I. Joe 50th anniversary at Toys R Us, for 20 bucks, you were getting two modern era Joes that in a lot of cases were new sculpts or at least new parts. Like, some of it was reused parts, but you were at least getting, like, new web gear, new head, all that stuff. Bunch of weapons. Like, a ton of accessories. 20 bucks. Why are we getting retro figures of molds that already exist that are slightly tweaked for freaking $40 or $41.99 plus shipping? Because <laughs> it's a Pulse exclusive. Wow. Yeah. Hey. You know, There's I will zero reason that these should be over ten dollars a piece. Yeah, I agree. I will say this for a lot of the uh, the toy companies right now. They're uh, they're definitely doing a really, really great job 
making Super 7 look like the best value on the scene. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you are 100% correct because, uh, like, the, these price hikes are obscene, obscene. You know, and, and, like, there are some, like, we, we discussed this off the air, but the Transformers. Again, I could understand paying a little bit more for a Transformers figure because of the amount of engineering involved. You know, that makes sense. It sucks, but at least it makes sense. For a figure that you have released a hundred times over, it's kind of like Playmates with all the freaking Ninja Turtle releases. You're releasing the same figure and you're just hiking the price each time. That's obscene. I, and really like, look at Lego. Right. If Lego can keep their prices so consistent year after year with their main price increases clearly being on their licensed items where their licensor fee has increased. Yep. Uh, like, because if you look at the like, if you look strictly at the price per part of Lego sets, there is an average Okay, let's let's uh God, I looked at it the other day, but there is essentially like an unlicensed Lego Ninjago set mm-hmm. that is the exact same part count, number of parts as the Lego Star Wars Razor Crest. The Ninjago set is seventy five dollars. The Razor's Crest is 120. Right. You can't tell me that entire increase isn't because they're paying a licensing fee. No. Because any other, like, even even the Mario stuff doesn't have that big of a licensing fee markup. Yeah. And I can't imagine that's a cheap license. Like it, It's ridiculous. Look at any... Any other Lego, hell, even the even the Marvel stuff doesn't have as big of a price hike as the Star Wars. I feel like the Star Wars licensing price hike has gotten so stupidly high that it's it is genuinely near impossible for any company to do a cost effective good Star Wars toy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking Damn it. Ridiculous. You hear this, Disney? You own Star Wars. Lower their licensing fees to Marvel levels. I think there's something else going on. I think so, too. I don't know what, but something. Dear Star Wars, fuck you. Love, Josh. <laughs> Did you guys like that last you know, little... Wait, oh. no. You know who I blame? I just realized who's to blame. LeBron. Yes. It's <laughs> LeBron James's fault. That motherfucker. If he hadn't made Space Jam 2, we wouldn't be paying high, higher Star Wars licensing fees. God damn it, LeBron. Fuck Space Jam 2. <laughs> Did you guys you know, like, you know why there's oh. no space in underwear? Because Space Jam 2 took it all up. That's right. <laughs> Did you guys like that little Kermit the Frog rant that we found? 
Oh, indeed. I loved it. So I took the chance. I went on the dark web. I sifted through all kinds of crazy bestiality and murder and insane stuff to bring to you the craziest, weirdest Muppet clips I could find. I got more. You guys want to hear them? Oh, of course. Yes. All right. Sit back, relax. We'll be right back. Uh, okay, Chief, we're rolling. Here under protest is Beef Burgers. We know a little place in the American Far West. There, Fozzie Bear chops up the finest prairie-fed beef and tastes... That's a lot of shit, you know that, don't you? You want one more? Uh, actually, I, I do, Chief. Yeah, more on beef. Uh, you, you, you missed the first beef, actually, entirely, Chief. What do you mean I missed it? Well, you're, you're emphasizing prairie fed. Uh, and, and I thought maybe you could, well, you can't emphasize beef. That's, that's like you're wanting me to emphasize in before July. Come on, Scooter, you're losing your head. I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. Piggy wouldn't take it. The way you do that is impossible. Uh, Chief, you, you did you did six last year, and by far and away the best. And and I know I know the reason. The right reading is the one I'm giving it. For the moment, I spent twenty times more for you people than than any other other commercial I've ever made. Such pests. Now, now, what is it you want? In the depths of your ignorance, what is it you want? Because Whatever it is, I, I just can't deliver it because I just don't see it. Uh, that that was absolutely fine, Chief. It really was. Here, you, you know, no, no money is worth this. Kirby! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> so... <laughs> I have to confess something. Oh. I hate Miss Piggy. <laughs> I hate her with a passion. I hate characters where you've got the lovable lead with the bitch love interest. Yep. I hate that like Superman, Lois Lane, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy dynamic where one character doesn't deserve to be treated like shit. By the other character, but for some reason the writers are like, it's endearing. No, Miss Piggy's a selfish bitch. Kermit deserves better. <laughs> and you know, the the thing that I always had a problem with, and the thing that I, I genuinely enjoyed them covering in the, the first modern new Muppet movie with uh, Jason Siegel is the fact that Piggy tricked Kermit into marrying her. Yes, she's a psychopath. Like, they were mm-hmm. supposed to be doing a performance, and she swapped it out for a real priest. Yep. Like, that's some that's some insane behavior. And, th- and this is, like, in a group of people where, like, there's a Swedish chef that's, like, cooking talking vegetables, but Piggy is somehow the most insane one. <laughs> yes. Like, you've got one whose entire shtick is just to throw fish. 
Loot Zealand, you've got a guy who just blows stuff up. <laughs> right. Nobody wears pants. <laughs> but Piggy is the insane one. Yeah, I, I've never liked her. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get the love of Miss Piggy. Or I don't know of anybody that's like, Miss Piggy's my jam. Like, no, she's an egomaniac bitch. I don't know. Get, get rid of her. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever ever told this story, but oh, one of my one of my friends used to tell this this amazing story that I'm going to tell on his behalf. Uh, when he was, when, there was a, a period of time where he was uh, quitting smoking, and he was using the patch, which apparently you're not supposed to sleep with it on. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he did. <laughs> and he started having like vivid, vivid nightmares. Uh, the most vivid of all of them was one that he would regale people with where he was uh, himself, but he was a Muppet ber- Muppet baby version of himself. And he was in the nursery with all the Muppet babies. And everything was calm and normal until all of a sudden Nanny kicked the door in. But it was like, just the amount of nanny that you could see in the show. And uh, all of a sudden, like from nowhere, from like the nothingness that above nanny's waist, the barrel of a shotgun came down and it started blowing the Muppet babies away. (laughs) And he said he like, he had these, he had this memory of like flipping the crib over and huddling under it with scooter while seeing like, Skeeter like lying next to the crib bleeding out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and that always stuck with me because of how fucking bizarre that is and wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. I just keep like, smoking cigarettes. I just I just love the idea that like Nanny came in and was still just a half person and like somehow produced half of a shotgun out of nowhere that worked. <laughs> Out of the ether. Oh, what a Were messed you up guys show that was. Muppets toys. Did you have hey. some? So I was a, I loved Muppets as a kid. I didn't get it. Oh. I didn't get like the deeper meaning of the Muppets. I got, you know, became like a jaded teenager and beyond. And I hated how schmaltzy the Muppets were. And I kind of didn't appreciate them until I started watching them again with my daughter and then i got it finally i got how fucking great the muppets were um i always liked dark crystal everything that they jim henson did with star wars labyrinth i love that but all i could think of when i thought of the muppets was rainbow connection and somebody's getting married and i I couldn't appreciate like the puppeteering the adult jokes because i couldn't get my head out of my own ass uh, having said that, one of my best friends, Doug, is a huge, huge, huge Muppets fan, and I got to kind of just watch him collect the entire Palisades Muppet line and have a deep appreciation for it. And on top of that, like the Fisher Price Muppets, um, all the Muppet Babies merchandise. What did you guys have growing up? And I hope to got it and pick a topic where none of us had any <laughs> Muppet toys because it's going to be hilarious. Um. I I hate to disappoint. I didn't have a lot. Uh, the only Muppet toys that I really had growing up is, do you remember the McDonald's uh, Muppet toy pack-ins? Yes. Toys? 
The Muppet Babies? Yes. I don't know why, but those were the best damn Happy Meal toys. They really yes, were. Yes, they were. And I, I had all of them, and I loved all of them. Like, well, Miss Piggy was mad, but her car was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved Fozzie on the little, uh, the the rocking horse, and Kermit on the skateboard. You know, it was just, ah, uh, they were so much fun. And, yeah, they, they were simple toys, but I loved them. And then I also I had, had all of the uh, Fraggle Rock ones. Yep. Oh, I didn't have the Fraggle Rock ones, but I, I, great. I did have a stuffed animal and a stuffed uh, uh, Fozzie. And I, I think my brother had Rolf, if I'm remembering correctly. But uh, but yeah, that was really my only Muppet toys until the Palisade stuff came out. And then I had a handful of those because my wife really got into them. And like we had uh, the Electric Mayhem, um, the stage with Animals drum kit. Um, I think it might have just been Animals Drum Kit, but it was like partially a stage. <laughs> yeah, if you bought she, the re- the rest of the band, you could complete the whole band scene. But I think the place that came with Animal, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had that, and I know I I don't know if it was Doctor Teeth. She had she had another one of the Electric Mayhem figures, but I can't remember which one it was. Then she had like um, was it the uh, Uncle Deadly? Yes. I want to say it was a, a Wizard World exclusive one, though. It was the one that had, like, the translucent ghost. Yeah, so okay, I remember, correctly? remember right there was, because they did a lot of repaints. There was standard Uncle Deadly, clear, well, Uncle Deadly always looked similar. It was his ghosts. Yeah. There was regular ghost, clear ghosts, and glow-in-the-dark ghosts. I can't remember if it was glow in the dark or clear, but it was. A, I know it was a Wizard World exclusive because it was one of the times that we went to Chicago for Wizard World, and um, she got that. And I, I remember that was the year I got Stickfuss figures for the first time. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, then she also has the uh, she has the vanishing uh, uh, beaker. Yep. Uh, where he's got the half the vanishing cream, um, and then the uh, well the Bunsen figure and. I'm trying to think, I know she has another one. Like they're all packed away in storage now, so it's been years since I've looked at them. Um, I know she she has another. Uh, it wasn't the Swedish Chef. It might have been uh, the what is the the Falcon dude's name? Sam Eagle. Um, Sam yeah, Eagle. Sam thank Eagle. you. It might have been him because I remember her. Her she she's always liked that figure or that character, I should say. Uh, but then I have the um, the pigs in space playset. Pigs in space. <laughs> See, I always, uh, anytime I had the opportunity to pick up any Palisades Muppet stuff, it was always, it was always at a time where Palisades had something else out at the same time that slightly outweighed my desire for Muppets toys, and I have forever regretted that with everything except for the Resident Evil figures. Yeah. Because if I could go back, like, a lot of the, the Palisade stuff that I got, well, it's cool. Like, you can you can get most of that Evil Dead stuff and Army of Darkness stuff cheap now. Yeah. You yeah. can't get the Muppets. Well, they're, I, you know, I don't, well, I throw this around a lot. They are perfect figures. There's very they, little that's wrong with those Muppets from Palisades. And they were made with such care that uh, you can really just, when you hold them. And, damn, that line was so complete. I yeah. mean, they were wrapping up to the point where they're moving on to Sesame Street. And they made um, Super Grover. But then it didn't happen. And Palisades fell apart. 
which yeah. is a shame because Palisades made great stuff. I think I think Palisades was really one of the most standout toy companies. Mm-hmm. Agreed. From the early two thousands, they they were the ones. Um, consistently, definitely, I think it was Palisades. And man, this isn't about the Muppets, but they had the Army of Darkness blind box, and I remember a toy fair on the internet where they were teasing other lines that were going to get that treatment of the three and three quarter blind box style. And they had Terminator and planet of the apes that they were going to do. And just the thought of like going to media play and for seven ninety nine getting a blind box planet of the apes, GI Joe scale figure was like, good God, please. I will just buy and buy and buy and buy and buy. Um, but yeah. it didn't happen. Although I can also picture them having like all the apes are one per case. Yeah. Like a horrible pack out ratio that that. the Army of Darkness stuff had. Um, You know, I did not too too long ago in the um, in the the closest uh, like secondhand toy shop that I have to me here. Yeah. I did see the uh, Animal and Electric Mayhem stage set. Yeah. And it was like really for considering the price it goes for, it was a damn steal. Uh, but the only reason I didn't buy it was because I knew I would be going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. What what does that go for? Two fifty? Yeah, yeah, and she wanted fifty bucks for it. Whew. Now, when that first came out, wasn't it only around fifty bucks? So that's like yeah. almost retail. Yeah. yeah. Which damn. but can you but imagine then I started, that now? But then I started thinking about the fact that if I got that, then I would need the entire rest of the band. And you yeah. can't get any of them for cheap. No. My uh, my friend Sam, actually part of part of the Red Pantheon group, um, she has Red Panthers. <laughs> Woo! She has an amazing Muppets collection in her house, and like all around her kitchen, uh, she has like on top of the the cabinets and on 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 top of the uh, like fridge and all that. She has different Muppet scenes, and she has the Swedish a uh, Swedish Chef like kitchen set. Uh, she has the Bunsen and Beaker, like a lab set. It's it's freaking cool as hell. Um, so anytime I'm over there, I'm always like looking at all the Muppets toys. <laughs> Is she keeping them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, those are ones she's keeping. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know anyone that got those toys at any point that ever wanted to part with them. Yeah. No, they're don't get rid of the Muppets. I if Doug ever listens to this episode, I think his are still on display. He keeps some immaculate condition. And I remember helping him collect him. And one of the few that the few that he couldn't find is Target carried him for a brief period of time. And they had reporter Kermit uh, from the moon. And oh, the, Coosbane Kermit. Coosbane Kermit. And the Target exclusive version had glowed at our Coosbanes. And we could never find it. Um, and I think I cared about finding it more than Doug actually did. Um <laughs> Cause I just, I obsessively compulsively collected stuff for him <laughs> uh, to kind of feed my own addictions, but God, such great figures. I was looking, I was going to do a game of have they had a figure or have they not, but they made Palisades made so many that there was very little in the way of uh, standouts that didn't get made other than like Bobo the bear while they were making figures, they got everybody. Yeah. Or if they didn't, that was one of the first things that 
uh, Diamond Selected. Like, they didn't get Bean Bunny, and he was in the first assortment from Palisades. Mm-hmm. He was also a, I mean, because I just looked into all this, he was a Star Wars um, Disney Park exclusive of Bean Bunny dressed up as an Ewok. You oh, could take I the forgot Ewok, about those. You could take the Ewok clothes off, and he was perfectly in scale with the Palisades. That's kind of genius. Good but job, like, guys. I can only imagine, like, if they made Emmett Otter, if they made Fraggle Rock, mm-hmm. like, how deep and great that line could have gotten, you know? Uh, but I, I just don't think they would have lasted. Like, with Toys R Us going away, there'd be nobody to sell the Palisade stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, like, Media Play took a big bite out of uh, business when they went out of, you know, when they closed up shops, Suncoast, or whatever. Yep. And then when Toys R Us is gone, you know, you really needed a strong base to kind of keep your company going. I think they would be back now in like Target, which is a bigger retail footprint than Toys R Us. But there was a good three, four year period where there was nowhere to sell your stuff. Yeah. So um, and COVID just fucks everybody. I tell you, I I miss that era of collecting in the early 2000s because it was easy to cherry pick because there was so much available. Yeah. And like, and prices weren't really outrageous. Like I remember multiple times passing up figures for 15 bucks. Cause I'm like, ah, it's $15. If that was like $12, I'd buy it. <laughs> yep. You know, and it's like, you know, now I look back and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they were selling that for 15 bucks. You know? So there was so much stuff that you could miss things and never see them again. Yeah. And there Hell, was, I remember us being out at the Toys R Us uh, uh, near the uh, Boulevard Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, The one out on Niagara Falls Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And seeing pretty much all of the Dark Crystal reaction figures over a series of months. And every time I was like, "Eh, if they were a little bit cheaper, I get them. Yep. I did the same thing with, and I'm sure you'll remember this, the the Mezco three and three-fourth inch Mortal Kombat X figures mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I really want to get Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And we saw them at that Toys R Us, and they were like 19 bucks, or 19.99. I'm like, I don't have 20 bucks for a three and three-fourth inch. I can get 20 bucks and get two of them from Hasbro. Like, fuck that. I'm not buying. And now I'm looking back at it like, son of a bitch, I should have yep. got them. Oh, you know what, yeah. like... In that time, time period, farther back than that, media plays in its heyday or yeah. on its way out. That like last few years, there was just great toy stuff. There was a lot of Mezco merchandise, the goon, Hellboy. Yep. Came and went and you never saw it again. And no, I, I actually have my goon figure standing on a shelf. <laughs> I bought the goon and I didn't buy the rest of them. Same. And I wanted to complete the zombie. So I had to go back. I gooned in Frankie, but I had to go get Jimmy the Bowler and the Zombie Priest. But like Keygraph from the Hellboy comic line. Yep. You got lucky if you saw him once. You're I not never saw the twice. comic line. I media play. Your media play. I bought them in Niagara yep. Falls. When Probably. when that when that was out, I was living in Rochester and um I could never find him. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of stuff that just kind of like came and went because media play is the only place that carried it. They got one case. I, I tell you, one of my favorite times uh, in collecting 
was about 98 to about 2000 uh, because I, when I was working at Media Play, I would often work the truck. I was usually the guy that would get thrown to the back room with the the shipping and receiving manager. We'd unload the truck and then, you know, the, the people would come in to process the shipment. So I would get first crack at everything. And I cannot tell you how many McFarlane boxes I pulled off of the truck. It was like, oh, look, it's Movie Maniacs Wave 2. I'm going to set this entire box aside because I'm going to buy all of them. <laughs> or like, oh, look, it's the, the Microman reissues. Yeah, I'm going to buy those. You know, <laughs> like that happened all the freaking time. I mean, there were times where it would never make it to the floor because I would buy it was we'd only get one of each. Like the case would be, oh, yeah, here's one of each figure. And I'd buy one of each figure. Now, the next box obviously would make it to the floor. But that initial <laughs> getting to the store, I'd buy the whole thing. But and it sucked because there was two other collectors in the store. So if I was working the, the shipment, they'd be like, did you get them all? And I'm like, yep, they're mine. Back off. Oh, that's funny. I I'll also did that with some of the I'll loop. take one of these. Yep. I'll take this. Actually, the one I remember, like the the big to do that was <laughs> that was like when we first got the Space Ghost Coast to Coast figure. The one that comes with the desk. Oh, yes. For whatever reason, that only it was only like four in a box. And I bought one and I'm trying to remember one of my friends. Really, it might have been my friend Tom. Somebody really wanted one. So I ended up buying two. So only two hit the floor. And there were like five people in the store that wanted it. So it hit the floor and immediately disappeared. <laughs> and there was a lot of arguments about who was going to get it. I think remember I got those one ad- of those. <laughs> remember those mm-hmm. Adult Swim two-packs? Oh, yes. oh, yeah. And they clearly had plans to make more, and they never did. <laughs> so, like, you couldn't get the whole Aqua Team. You yep. couldn't get all of C-Lab. You couldn't get all of Brack. Because they, like, started with the kind of D-list characters. <laughs> That I kind was... of regret not getting those because they had Carl, you know, which would have been a great addition, and I didn't get it. Man, you know? yeah, I do regret not getting Carl. Same. That was also the era, though, where you could get, like, the McFarlane and NECA 18-inch figures for, like, 40 bucks. <laughs> Just wait for them to hit clearance. And yeah, get them, yeah, get them for 25 Well, And yeah. that was the thing. With my with my discount working there, I was getting forty percent off toys. So, yeah. I, I mean, like I remember when when the freaking uh, Captain Spaulding figure came out, I'm like, yep, just went up and bought it immediately because I got forty percent off. Patrick Bateman, I bought two of them because again, I got one for my friend Sam. Uh, the endoskeleton, the Chatterer, like I got to yeah. a point where I'm like, I will only collect the giant figure. <laughs> <laughs> and like, of course, that ended quickly. <laughs> Think of what could have been. You could have been a manager at Media Play <laughs> if they hadn't gone out of business and you hadn't pursued a career in medicine. If I if I literally didn't quit in front of in front of the district manager. You quit you quit in front of the district manager? Yeah. Oh, that's do? wonderful. Okay, so long story short, I was already working at the hospital at this point, but I was I was still working at Media Play. And um I was never a lead. I was always like the uh, the guy that kind of helped out with the leads. I didn't want a lead position. I'm like, I don't want the extra responsibility. So anytime there was a manager meeting or stuff like that, they usually pulled me in as well. Well, my boss at the time was like, you know, we got this manager meeting. Do you want to go to the early one or do you want to go to the evening one? I'm like, oh, I'll go to the early one with you. 
So we go over there and it's the district manager and like these new you know, business reps that were like talking about our new game plan, like our new plan for sales. So it's, it's me, a couple of the leads, the four managers of the store and the district manager talking to these people. Now you guys, I'm sure remember the replay card, right? Oh yes. Yeah. They convinced me to re up my replay card a day before <laughs> they announced they were going out of business. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> well, there's a reason why they did that. Cause we, we were already selling the replay cards for a while and they started talking about a quota that all the employees would have to sell so many. Re- and I forget the quote. It was something low. It was like two replay sales a month or something like that. But I pointed out, I went, um, most of the people who want a replay sale or replay card are our repeat customers. They already have one. You know, once you get one, you have it for the year. So wh- why are they going to buy another one? Like we can't, continually sell to the same customer base and like oh no no well you know around christmas time and all that you'll get more people and you can sell. and i'm like right but that's not every month so they they assured me oh no there's there's more to come there's more to come it's like all right so i'm already on the fence at this point because i'm like you're gonna put a quota on the employees and tell them that they have to sell so many things otherwise their job is going to be in danger Mm -hmm. they then wanted us to sell entertainment weekly subscriptions yeah and Push the media play visa. <laughs> I just raised my hand and the guy went, yes, sir. You again. I went, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could describe in audio, the look my manager gave me. Cause it was the, the slow turn toward me. Eyes wide <laughs> mouth, slightly agape. And they're like, what? what? And I said, no, I'm not going to do this. I said, this is bullshit. I said, I hate, when I'm a customer somewhere and people are trying to push, you know, magazine subscription uh, subscriptions, the store credit card, all that. I said, I hate that. So as a customer, that's annoying. But as an employee, you have to sell so many. Otherwise, you get a write up or you get, you know, because they had a whole plan where it was like, you don't you miss this mark so many times you get written up. You miss that so many times you get fired. And it's like you're basically putting employees jobs on the line to sell this bullshit. I said, well, I'll save you the step. I'm out. And I, I quit. I was done. <laughs> nice. And they went out of business a week later. Now we know what happened. <laughs> it's because you didn't meet your quota, Mike. The whole company caved in on itself. It's, that sounds right. It's still not a, a, as fun as my Wegmans quitting story because I gave my boss the it's not you, it's me speech. <laughs> really? Yeah, we, I had a very, very horrible boss. Like she, she was the worst. I worked in the sign shop and it was me and four other people, including the boss. So three other employees and then the boss. Full time or part time? Full time. It was, so you you went from sign shop to, you always had media play on the side and you were doing full time jobs. I, no, I did. I was working media play part time. Yeah. And then I quit media play and went to work at Wegmans. And I worked there for about six months before media play called me back. Cause they were like, Hey, we never took you out of the system. Um, we don't have people covering for music tonight. Can you come in? They called me at Wegmans. <laughs> I was okay. like, yeah, I guess. So yeah, there was, while I was working full-time at, at Wegmans, I was working part-time at media play until I quit Wegmans and got the job at the hospital. And then I was working part-time at the hospital and part-time at media play for a couple years. Um, but yeah, so there was, there was like about a year where I worked seven days a week, like never had a day off except for Christmas. You know, like 
it just I was working around the around the clock, which was fine. I was living at home. I didn't have any expenses, so I just would work. Um, and a lot of times I would work at Wegmans from nine to five and then work from, you know, five thirty to close at media play. So just spent you, the whole day out. So as you quit Wegmans. <laughs> so, well, the, the, it was, it was a clusterfuck. I, I won't go into all of it, but basically it was the point where I'm like, I have to get out of here. I can't deal with this woman anymore. She's driving me nuts. Um, she took credit for multiple ideas that I had, like multiple projects that I did. She took credit with the, the manager and, and all that and got all the, the praise, which pissed me right the hell off. Um, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit, but I got to figure out a funny way to do it. And I was, I gave her, basically it was almost like I was breaking up with her. I gave her the speech of like, you know, I just, I feel it's, it's that point in my life where I have to move on. And it's not you, it's nothing you did. This is all on me. I have to change. I have to grow. I have to move on from this company. <laughs> and she was just there staring at me the entire time while my coworkers were trying not to laugh their ass off. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I was done. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, I did have a lot of fun working at Wegmans. I got to do some crazy shit there, but oh man. She also found a lot of the hidden drawings that I, I drew on the walls and the cabinets and under the cabinets. <laughs> I had fun. Yeah, I never quit Wegmans. I just left. <laughs> I don't know if I'm still in the system. I, I never. I could tell you this from uh, still being in contact with Wegmans friends. Uh, Sign Shop doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. They got rid of it. My department's gone, uh, which was general merchandise. So I don't I mean, I miss being around the people, but I'd still be making shit pay and, you know, clawing tooth and nail to try to get full time. And it's just a waste. Um, so, hey, that's Muppets. It somehow meandered into Wegman's talk. <laughs> uh, well, here's here's a fun Muppet story from one of my old jobs that we that actually is a Muppet story. Sure. Uh, so so there was a point of point in time where uh, and I know I've told Mike this story before. Uh, I worked at a really, really bougie private Upper West Side gym uh, in Manhattan. Yeah. And the the clientele there was always weird, but the bosses were even weirder. Uh, but one of them was uh, of the three bosses I had, one of them was a halfway decent guy. Uh, and uh, at around the time we started with Pikmin's, uh, I made a um, an Audrey two, and I had I had brought the piece in uh, to my work just to sit it on the desk next to me. And my one boss looks down. He's like, did you make that? You know, I, uh, I train him. And I'm just like, who? Like, that's, that's not very specific, Paul. (laughs) You train a plant. (laughs) And he's like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank, the Muppet guy. I train him. Like you train Frank Oz. He's like, yeah, yeah, I do in home training for him. I come, I come to his house, so that's why you never see him here. And I was like, bullshit. You, you don't, you don't home train Frank Oz. You would have told me that before, Paul. He's like, no, no, I train him at home. I train him out. What are you a fan? I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan. I grew up with the Muppets. I love Frank Oz. And about a week later, I get a phone call at the front desk. 
and it's fucking Sam Eagle. <laughs> and uh, it was a very, very short phone call where uh, Sam Eagle, like Frank Oz called me as Sam Eagle, uh, asked me if we had enough American flags up in the gym. <laughs> and then told me that he didn't believe he'd be visiting because it didn't sound like you were patriotic enough. Goodbye. Click. <laughs> Paul comes in the next day. He's just like, do I believe me now? That's so cool. That's pretty fucking great. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Josh, you really downplay some of these stories. Like, yeah, yeah, I talked to Sam Eagle. No big deal. <laughs> well, it, it's because it's so surreal. Like, it's so like, surreal and it's so brief that it's just like, what just happened? Like, yeah, yeah, I had too much to drink that night and I, I woke up in bed and maybe there was a Muppet with a greasy hole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I'll, I'll never look at Scooter the same. <laughs> let, let me tell you, that, that gym led to some really really weird stories like hey did you know that you know one of the videos on the uh the singer brandy's instagram was shot by me of her working out in the gym because hey why 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 not <laughs> oh the fun of living in new york city Oh, that was a that was a weird fucking gym. So I'm gonna change subjects here slightly. It's for some reason in my outside my house there's a skunk that's in heat or something. Mm. And it's like roaming around my property and it smells like Snoop Dogg and like <laughs> Chewbacca or in an orgy and there's a lot of weed and fucking ass. <laughs> no, it, that's it just, just Snoop Dogg and Martha. It just it smells like there's a fire, like a diaper fire. I don't know how, how to describe it. Diaper oh. fire sounds like a great metal band name. It, it's just it woke me up in the middle of the night last night because I thought my house was on fire, but somebody was also taking a shit on my face. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized that there was a skunk outside, and I went outside today to try to find it, but there's like eight feet of snow in my backyard, but there's some fucking living under my deck. There's a skunk that's just spritzing everywhere. There, there's one by the hospital. Well, actually, I'm sure there's a couple, but there, there's definitely one that I know of that likes to, to come out at night, and I always have the, the window cracked because my office gets ridiculously hot, and man, you smell that skunk smell around two, three in the morning. It's it's rough. And if it goes around the side and gets into the air exchange, like, oh, my God, the whole place yeah. starts to stink. Jesus, man, Christ. that happens to me sometimes when I'm sitting out. Oh, no, wait, never mind. That's just pot. Josh, it's all <laughs> your fault. <laughs> um, all right, guys, let's play a little game, if you will. I have two sections here. I think we're gonna running long because it's been an extra rambly episode, even for us. We have two topics we can discuss. Let's pick one. The first one would be, if you were a Muppet, 
which Muppet do you think you would be? But the trick is you can't pick yourself. We'd have to pick who you are and or who's the greatest Muppet of all time. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay. I feel like okay. the Muppet of all time would deserve a bracket and an episode unto yeah. itself. I'm I'm going to personally my my nomination for the greatest Muppet of all time, personally speaking, is Rolf. Because Rolf was always sort of the it, it was like the analog for Jim Henson. Okay. And then after Jim died, Rolf disappeared for a long, long time. And it it wasn't until really that like new Muppet movie. Uh once, you know, once Disney started putting out Muppet movies, that Rolf spoke again. And whoever they have voicing Rolf now. I it sounds amazingly like Jim Henson to the point that it's it's almost tough to listen to because it is so much that that was like that was Jim's character even more than Kermit was right. because he had always planned on passing Kermit on. Like he was even grooming other puppeteers to take over the role of Kermit, but Rolf was always his. Uh, so just just because of that connection. I've always had a, a personal love of Rolf for carrying the spirit of Jim. I would argue Kermit because it's Kermit. Yeah. But this is a like peanut butter cup Snickers kind of argument. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to say this right now. Mike. You're fucking yep. snookums. Crap. <laughs> oh, like, I love it. You know, I don't want to be derogatory or anything, but I can just picture you <laughs> chasing, you know, the Muppet. Hey, wait! I want to go to Hollywood too! <laughs> you know, running through walls. I heard a chainsaw! And, you know, like, <laughs> the um, unkempt monster. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Holy crap. And Do- and Josh Dr. Bunsen. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Dr. Neuter. <laughs> that's it. That's a deep cut. Good job. Um either or, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I could, I could easily see that, especially you know, with Vincent over here, very much like Beaker, just constantly squeaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I could see the the Doctor Bunsen thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know why I associate Maurice with animal. <laughs> uh. They're two entirely different people. <laughs> no, but you know, I could I could hear Maurice like sitting in the background just being like, Well man, well man. Josh, can you do 399 in Animal's voice? <laughs> 399. <sighs> 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 yeah. 
Metal! Metal! Ah. <laughs> oh, shit. Bye-bye. <laughs> it drives me nuts, but I always feel like I would be Scooter. <laughs> and he, I, I, and he now, sucks. <laughs> now I don't feel as bad because I was going to say Scooter. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't fit into a Muppet mold. <laughs> see, like, see, I was going to give you Uncle Deadly because Uncle Deadly, Uncle Deadly, well, <laughs> like Uncle Deadly was one of the only Muppet characters that while he always like, he always came from that same good Muppet place, but he seemed kind of bitter <laughs> about, <laughs> about being with the rest of the Muppets. It was always that kind of like, why am I with you wacky fucks? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fantastic. God damn it, I'm still a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> you only call me when you have Vincent Price on. <laughs> and now he's just a deep cut cameo. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, but it's always just been like, Hey, you're kind of a bland personality and you have glasses. You're a scooter. <laughs> and it's like, can I be Fozzie Bear? No, no, you're not Fozzie Bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not Gonzo. No, no. Sorry. No, you're you're Camilla the Chicken. It's like, oh man. Well, now, who who was your guy's favorite Muppet growing up? Oh, Gonzo. You're not I was I was Fozzie Bear. I loved Fozzie. I love Fozzie too. Um, he, he was my favorite. I love Animal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Animal, I, Animal's I, always great. I love Animal because of his bit in the first Muppet movie where they make the gigantic animal Muppet <laughs> that comes out of the roof because it's just like they were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make the largest Muppet of all time," and it's Animal, and it comes out of the roof of the house. It always cracked me up. God damn. Uh, that's that's See, like picking your favorite kid. Grow yeah, growing up I was I was definitely all about Gonzo. Now I'm I'm uh, as much as I appreciate Rolf, I'm Dr. Teeth. No, oh, Dr. Teeth. I, oh, I go Dr. Teeth hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. As an adult, the the you know, the feeling changes, but as a kid, I, I was all about Fozzie. Um but yeah, as an adult, Dr. Teeth, I, I actually like all of Electric Mayhem a hell of a lot more as a as an adult. Oh yeah. And like catching, knowing the references that you don't know as a kid. Exactly. Like, just the fact that he's Floyd Pepper. Yep. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and he's wearing the Sergeant Pepper uniform. Yep. Um, how about this? If it wasn't for the Muppets, I wouldn't have such a deep, deep love of Paul Williams. Yeah. Who like, yeah, I knew him from Phantom of the Paradise, but like, wait a second. He's all over the fucking Muppets. Even today, he's like yep. the guy and he's the penguin. But it's just like you don't appreciate him. It's you really like just see that the, like Jim Henson saw him as this great creative guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, anytime you want, you come on and you're just, you're just fucking Paul Williams, the living Muppet, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he sort of looks like a Muppet, but and he's as, like, like super tiny. Yeah. No disrespect to Paul Williams. You could probably buy the city of Rochester if you wanted to. Um. Yeah, you know the city of uh, Rochester, a subsidiary of Paul Williams. <laughs> Paul Williams and Global Milk Corporation. Did you know Paul Williams used to be Chris Hemsworth, and then he drank Global Milk and became Paul Williams? 
he went into a blue cocoon and came out a better, more attractive man, Paul Williams. <laughs> who are who have we missed? Who would Don be if Don was a Muppet? Mm. Sam Eagle. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do not have enough global milk. <laughs> she's so dry and like i could just picture her glaring like sam eagle <laughs> who would Susie be hmm hmm trying to think not, of, like not janice i was just gonna say it's got to be some a character that sings a lot yeah, but but Janice definitely seems a little too burnt out for Su- for Susie. Yeah, like, no, that's sure. Janice is just sort of there. Yeah, yeah, Janice is a total burnout. So, hmm, hmm, hmm. Who'd be the Muppet that just like swears all the time? <laughs> hmm. No, all right. You know who would totally be Scooter? Oh. Josh Scooter? Strasberg. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> The like behind the scenes gets everything done. Doesn't <laughs> really get the credit. Dude, yep. Really intelligent. <laughs> like, yeah. The scooter. All right. I feel like we have to do Susie. I feel like I've mentioned it. Hmm. I'm drawing a blank on female Muppets. <laughs> like, well, there's two. There's. I don't. I don't want to disgrace her and call her Miss Piggy. That's an insult. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, no, no. Because Miss Piggy sucks. Well, she's not Camilla. <laughs> I'm not going to count Skeeter because that's Muppet Babies only. Yeah, that's hmm. yeah, that's. Yeah, she would be singing all the time. Who would be like Menomina? <laughs> yeah, I Is that you know, Menomina? Was that I can I considered Menomina. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, and I would normally know this. I I feel like such a such a Muppet failure for not remembering the character's name. Uh, uh, give me give me a second. Would she be a Sesame Street Muppet? Marvin Snugs. Marvin Snugs. What about Fraggle Rock? Marvin Snugs, the music conductor that beats the small creatures as his instruments. <laughs> but and he's always singing along with it looking this up because I don't remember this. As soon as you see it, you'll be like, oh my god, that guy. Oh, yes, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember him. I could just see Susie being there with the sticks being like, sing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that fits. <laughs> She's going to be so fucking pissed when she hears this episode. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. And it's either it's either that or New Zealand because she's gonna throw the fish at people. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, and the fish uh, is just her song. Red from Fraggle Rock. Yes, but that's yes. not funny. That's just the obvious. Yeah, that's yeah. just true. <laughs> well, what what is it? We've got three to pick from. You hear that, Susie? You're too pure for us to muppet eyes. You gotta be a Fraggle. <laughs> Oh, shit. Hey, I'm the giant Muppet that eats everything, so... <laughs> it's like... Don't be a... I didn't say Bobo the Bear. 
I, gets I, I a like, lot of play in the new Muppet stuff, and I love him. <laughs> I like Knuckles. <laughs> one of one of my all time favorite Bobo the Bear things is in uh, the Muppets in Muppets from Space when he's paired with Jeffrey Tambor. Yes, it's it's just that stupid exchange of like, get me the remote, the goat. No, the remote. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's because it's so stupid. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's too fun. What a ridiculous concept. Like, let's make, let's just assign everybody a Muppet. <laughs> I think picture everybody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I can see the logic. And then we get to Maurice. He's animal. <laughs> like, just, like, wait, what? I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just picturing him like when nobody looks, you give him some drumsticks and he just goes to ape shit. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, you guys have room on the plate for one last Muppet snippet. Oh yes. Oh, Go for it. Buckle up. Enjoy. Yay! Okay, seriously, buckle up for this one. Kermit! Kermit! No, no! I want you off the fucking set! Kermit! I'm sorry! No, no, don't be sorry. Just think for one fucking second. What the fuck are you doing? Are you a professional or not? Yes, I'm a professional. Do I fucking walk around and, and just, uh, chief, chief? No, no, shut the fuck up, Scooter. Don't shut me up. I, I, I'm not shutting you up, chief. Uh, am I going to walk around and rip your fucking comedy down, Fozzie? In the middle of a fucking scene? Huh? Then why the fuck are you walking through the swamp, like, in the background? What What the fuck is wrong with you? What don't you fucking understand? Uh, you, you got any fucking ideas about, hey, uh, hey, maybe it's a fucking distraction? Having somebody walk up behind you in the middle of the scene? Having Fozzie just walk up behind me in the middle of the scene? Give me a fucking answer! What don't you get about it? I was looking for the light. Oh! Oh, and how was it? Well, I hope it was fucking good. I hope you're feeling green because it's useless now, isn't it? Ah, for fuck's sake, you're an amateur. Uh, 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 Chief, I, I didn't see it happen. Well, somebody should be fucking keeping an eye on him. Fair enough. The second time that he doesn't give a fuck about what's going on in front of the camera in the swamp. I'm trying to do a fucking scene. I'm sitting on my fucking log. I'm trying to make a rainbow connection. And what the fuck is Fozzie doing in the background? Do you understand that my mind is not in the scene if you're doing that? Uh, uh, Chief, I apologize. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think he meant anything by it. Stay off the fucking set, Fozzie. For fuck's sake. Just like Piggy. All right, let's go again. Uh, can we take a minute? Kermit, let's not take a minute. Let's go again. You're unbelievable. You're unfucking believable. Number of times you're strolling around the fucking background making fucking jokes. 
I've never had anyone act like this in the background, not even Piggy. And don't you fucking understand how hard it is to work with Piggy? That's what it is. That's not what this is, man. I'm telling you, you're just, I'm not asking. I'm telling you, you're an amateur. You wouldn't have done that otherwise. Uh, no, Chief, what, what it is, is uh, he was looking around uh, to make sure that everything was, I'm not asking you. You're going to fucking kick your fucking ass around if you don't shut up for a second. All right, Scooter? You do it one more time, and I'm walking out of this Muppet studio if you're still hired. I'm fucking serious, Fozzie. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. You tell funny jokes, but that doesn't fucking cut it with this bullshit and the fucking walking around in my swamp. It ain't easy being green, and I ain't the one walking. Let's get fucking piggybacked in here and go again. Seriously, man. You and me, we're, we're fucking done professionally. Fucking ass bear. <laughs> Josh? Oh, my God. Yes. That was the greatest thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I knew it was coming, but holy crap, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know you could do so many damn Muppets. Like, if I had known, I would have taken advantage. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't either. That's part of what this the, the past week was just like... Can I can I do the Christian Bale thing with Kermit and Fozzie? <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate that movie. Oh my god! And like, who? Oh, Christian Bale. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> what? Thank you. Exactly. Encore. Kermit. Uh, <laughs> wow. Who? That was you know, good. And hearing you do Fozzie Bear, would Susie be Fozzie Bear? Hmm. I can see she, it. She does have the jokes. Yeah. This is true. She does. I like red. Yeah, she does. She does have that lovable Fozzie quality. She's Fozzie, yep. I think. I think, yeah, yeah. Because when you say, Kermit, I can just picture Susie doing that. <laughs> This could be so fucking weird. All right, uh, you guys ready for the Hall of Fame? Oh, Oh, absolutely. Josh, you won with one vote. The Max Rebo band snuck in. Holy shit. Um, Wow. It deserved it. I think it's a classic Star Wars toy. Uh, Mojo was close with four, and I was the only person that voted for Raphael. (laughs) <laughs> um i get it it's not a classic ninja turtle thing and if you know it's metaluna mutant whatever i was up against some very heavy hitters in mojo and the max rebo band holy shit yeah, every kid had that thing in the 80s um, that's true i treated the max rebo keyboard as a spaceship now that I, i'm just remembering that but do you guys think we could do an all muppets i, I think fame? so do you think there's enough teeth in that? Oh, enough yeah. Doctor teeth. So. Uh, Josh, you won. You get to go first. You know, I'm going to go for the childhood favorite. Uh, I'm going to go very specific. I'm going to go Palisades Series 5 
Gonzo in his suit with Camilla. Nice. Because, uh, well, they did, you know, they did a lot of Gonzo variants. You gotta go classic Gonzo with Camilla. Something that I love that Palisade did that was a deep cut that was a an exclusive to somewhere, giant Camilla. Yes. Great, <laughs> great figure. Um, I, love, I loved Palisade's choice of giant figures. Mike, Mojo was second up. You can go second. All right. Well, I'm I'm actually not going to go Palisades. I am going to go with one I had as a child. Oh, I'm going to go with that McDonald's Fozzie Bear on the the wheeled rocking horse oh, from God damn uh, it. <laughs> the Muppet Babies. I I loved that toy for some reason, and I played with it all the time. I'm calling it now. That's going to win. <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to just beat the shit out of us. <laughs> that I just it's. It, yeah, when I think of Muppet toys, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious, Uncle Deadly. That's a great figure. It really is. He fits where, the motif of the show. And where else can you get a Muppet ghost? This is true. Which Muppet ghosts, I love. Yep. I love yeah, Muppet they're just ghosts. Fun. They just look cool. Man, I wish... Brian Henson was hitting it out of the park like his dad. And like trying I, to push the envelope. Instead, he kind of just sort of does stuff. I will say uh, the Muppet stuff that's come out over the past few years has felt. Uh, it, it's It's been hit and miss, but the stuff that hits really hits. Yes. Uh, I feel like the shorts they've been doing online have been just nonstop amazing. I wish like, they were pushing the envelope in puppeteering. Yes. Which is something his father was always doing. You're always amazed, like, how did they do that? That's three little people in a rubber costume. You know, like, they're mm-hmm. really, like, now they don't, they just do computer effects. And yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance did it, and then they went and canceled it. Yeah, yep. like, yeah, come on, give him a chance. I mean, like, and before that you had, what, Farscape? And I know, yeah. like, Muppet Studios does a lot of, like, motion capture stuff Um, in, like, kids shows that they do. But it's still not the same, you know what I mean? Well, I, I feel like, uh, just from an audience standpoint... There's less of that magic with people who who came up after us. Like, I feel like our generation was the last generation to have that, like, how the hell did they do that kind of attitude when they see something crazy on screen? Because now, even when it is practical effects, people are just like, oh, it's computers. Like, they don't even think about what, like, and this is something I deal with all the time with, like, digital art, where people are like, oh, well, you just draw it on, on a tablet. And it's like. Right. There's still a lot involved. Like you're still actually doing the work. Like there's artistry there, but people have it in their head that you plug it into a computer and it just happens. <laughs> you know, like it's just there's no artistry there. There's no wonder. There's no spectacle. It's all just hey, computers did it, you know, and there's just this very dismissive quality to a lot of audiences now across the board. When it when it comes to film and and television, whereas like, you know, growing up, we would see something like, say, the thing and be like, 
how the fuck did they do that? You know, or see even like, you know, like you were saying, like the dark crystal and be like, how did they do those giant crab monsters? You're like, you would, you would have that wonder, that spectacle. And now no one gives a shit. They're too busy. You know, and I'm confused. Excuse my old man rant, but they're too busy moving on to the next thing. Um, yeah, well, excuse me. They're called Garsom. <laughs> uh, giant crab monsters. Something that like I noticed, it stuck out like a sore thumb in Muppets Haunted Mansion. They didn't have to hide the puppeteers anymore because they were just CGing them out. Yeah. And it was like, no, 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 that's not right. You really have to like put the time in and See, find a way to creatively hide all the puppeteers. Just don't put them in a blue suit, you know? Alternately, there are a few times that they've done that in the new Fraggle Rock series that yeah. it really works uh, because of when they choose to do it. Like, it's very specific moments that they choose to do it. Like, there are moments where, like, you see Red standing and waiting to make a dive and she's trembling, but she's standing on her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's clear that someone is probably CGI'd out, but it works. Because it's also that moment, as as far as Fraggles go, where it's just like, oh, wow, we actually get to see Red prep to do a jump. Yeah. Instead of just seeing her disappear and then seeing the puppet fall in. So I feel like not only is it is it done more sparingly in, in Fraggle Rock than it has been with the Muppets in a long time. Because uh, I feel like after Muppet Treasure Island, they were just like, hey, we can make Muppets walk now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with I guess because we haven't had it like that with Fraggles, there's still more magic of like, oh, oh wow, they're 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 clearly just CGI like digitally removing the puppeteer, but it works. I don't know, maybe there's just more care in in the way they're doing it for Fraggle Rock because uh it felt right. Well, I think but isn't I, Brian Hansen directly involved with Fraggle Rock, whereas it's just Disney's minions with the Muppet stuff? Well, I think um, Brian Henson, as, and I could be wrong in this. If someone, if someone uh, wants to correct me in this, please do. Uh, but as far as I know, uh, Brian Henson heads up most of the independent stuff. Uh, all of like the puppeteer work and the contract work that doesn't directly involve like Muppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lisa Henson handles most of the Muppet stuff. Okay. Well, all right. I'm complaining over. I just I'm happy with Muppets around. Yeah, same. Oh, absolutely. Well, everybody, this has been our love letter to the Muppets, and I think we're gonna have to come back to it and have a Muppet bracket that pisses off Don Dorazio when peanut butter cups win inexplicably. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yes, absolutely. Or should I say Sam the Eagle? Hmm? <laughs> Peanut butter cups are not patriotic enough. And hopefully it won't be unbearable. Ah? <laughs> <laughs> waka waka, motherfucker. Just say something just horribly profane as Fozzie Bear. Make him blue. Blue comedy. <laughs> Uh, hold on. Now I'm, now I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I've got something, but I need to pull it up. Okay, let's just ruin some childhoods. 
Let's mm-hmm. go for broke. Do the aristocrats. Uh. Hey, hey, have I ever told you the seven words that you can never say on television? <laughs> Let me list them off for you. So they are shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, twat. Waka waka! I'm going to hell. I have nothing left to say. That's such a high note. Thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Waka, waka. <laughs> See you. Like for sure. God, please tell me I was wrong. <laughs> oh my God. All right. We're- followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!